Sewer, <laughs> at, especially at, especially at work, and only one person did. Okay. It's just like yeah. sewer. Yeah. yeah, people just have to be really confident in the fact that you actually want them to. Yeah, and it's not like uh, it's such a. It sounds like an insult. It sounds like an insult. Right. It does sound like an insult, but I like it. You kind of like that, though, don't you? I've been trying to get people to call me Dirty Boy Sewer, <laughs> but no one will. Oh, Jack, you just read me for <laughs> And you got on video, on audio. Yes, please. <clears throat> so, last session began in fluids. While looking for a close friend, you made a new friend, Rumble Underfoot, before continuing to ransack the Xanathar hideout. <clears throat> Together, you killed a drunk half-ogre and then went to see some theater. Sadly, Sephiria's booty was still in rehearsal, and the person you actually went to the Seven Masks Theater looking for, none other than Lairol Silverhand, the open lord of Waterdeep, was not in attendance. Instead, you met Ronquan, seemingly the director in residence at the Seven Masks, although you didn't really uh, ask Ronquan many questions. Um, Seems stressed. I didn't trust him. But you did, tr- you did trust that he was apprised of the situation and could speak on behalf of Waterdeep's most powerful political figure. You showed him your stone of glory. He confirmed it was fake. <laughs> and you were once again reminded that Fenris Stormcastle was your only lead and inconveniently also locked in a cell in the castle ward. So you went to the appropriate city watch post where Chuck tried to sweet-talk Angelina, the court clerk. Mm-hmm. For his efforts, you earned an appointment with the Magister on 6 Uktar at High Sun. Before heading home for the night, you stopped at Mert's mansion and left a note. Arriving home, Choppa made some food. Rumble got the lowdown on why there was a 15-foot blast mark on the alley across from your house, mm-hmm. and Yuri went goth. 
<laughs> you were all woke very early by Mirth, who offered to help you with the Magister thing if you helped him with some Harper business. Apparently, his friend Marty Christel, president of the Dung Sweepers Guild, believes there is a mole in his ranks who may have given up the fact that he was recently appointed a masked lord in Waterdeep. He fears for his life after a spell of killings that took place a few years ago that targeted masked lords. Your assignment is to go to the guild hall, pose as reporters for one of the broadsheets in Waterdeep, and interview members of the office to determine who, if anyone, might be endangering Marty Christel. And that is where we begin, outside the guild hall of the Dung Sweepers in the Castle Ward. You can all come up with a game plan for how you want to execute this, and we can go from there. I think we had yeah. discussed something. So I posted in the player strategy system. Here's my idea. If other people have different ideas or changes, we can talk about it. So I said, split the party into two teams, classic strategy. Team A would be Chop and Choppa conducting interviews and doing the social aspect. Chop can take lead with charisma, persuasion, deception, etc. And Chopper can provide backup with wisdom, insight, guidance. Team B, Rumble, Bang Bang, and Yuri, aka Team Lightning, um, could try to sneak somewhere and look through people's belongings in their lockers or break room or wherever. Bang Bang and Rumble both have good stealth. Yuri's decent. Plus has Freya. I'm just talking numbers. Um, and Misty Step and other magics. One person can be a lookout and the other two snoop around. We can set it up so Team A is creating a distraction with the interview that would provide a good opportunity for Team B. Can I have some orange juice? <laughs> I saw you reach down and I was like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen without me having to ask you? I should have forced you. It's okay. I love Team Lightning. Do you think it might be worth seeing the talking? I'm going to be honest. I was a little preoccupied getting orange juice and I did not hear everything about your plan. Can I pull into the juice also? We just patch around. Yeah, I'm so happy I've been to it. Also, thank you very much. That little beer is a little plain. All right, so there's Team Lightning. That's about all I got. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I think we should try just the talking first and see if that works instead of sneaking into an area where it's like specifically where not supposed to go. Are you going to, you're outside the Dung Sweepers Guild? Yeah. Are you going forward with the Dung Sweepers yes. Guild? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The idea Are you sneaking into the Dung Sweepers Guild? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> Here was my idea. Condensed. Sorry, sorry. Chaba and Chuck do the interviews. <laughs> yeah. Chuck leads because he's got the best charisma. Team Lightning, aka Yuri Rumble and Bang Bang, do the sneaky side and try to find an area like a locker room or a break room 
or in the Dunk Sweepers Guild, in the Dunk Sweepers Guild okay. that they could do some snooping about to look for incriminating evidence. And we use the everybody being at the group interview thing as a distraction to make it easier for them to snoop around. Amanda was saying maybe we just do the interviews and wait to see if we need to see. But I say two prompt attack. I, I think I understand your plans. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Also, I'm, it's just the dumb sweeper scale. It's a piece of shit. Huh. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's still Mert arrived so early in the morning uh, that you all could have taken a leisurely breakfast and still been able to head out at six a.m. Whoa! Yeah, he arrived at, like pre-dawn, basically, with very little tact. I might add. So, and remember, it is the 6th. You do have a meeting with the magister at the Castle Ward City Watch Post at High Center. So, basically, you've got, if you want to make that meeting, you've got about six hours to do this. That's why I'm saying right to the two prompts. Can I float another yeah, idea? Yeah, of course. Is there any possibility we could talk to, um, I'm forgetting his name. Marty Criscow. The investigator guy. Oh, um, oh. Vincent Trench. Vincent Trench. Vincent Trench. And ask him if we could get something from him saying that we're helping with this investigation. Wait a minute. Like to bring to our meeting with the Magister. Oh, I see what you're saying. You could you could go down that road. Yeah. I think we're but we're trying to maybe sneak into two two different places. So I just needed to clarify. In order to get a meeting with the Magister go more in our way, we should do this favor for Mert and the Harpers, and that means breaking into the Guild of Dumb Sweepers. So not breaking in necessarily. No, no, but like trying to discover infiltrate some mold, but in order for... But we should do you can totally first. blow Mert's thing off if you want. I'm just going to remind you and that should, that is an option. Was we what only did do for us? Put in a good word. Mert was going magister. to give you a writ that you could bring to the Magister that basically says like, do what these people ask on behalf of me. Cool. Mert. Mert, who is... You all know he's an asked the Lord. But he doesn't know that you know. Right? He doesn't know that you know. As far as we as far as we you. just were smart and told him that we needed help with some of the bad connections. Cool. Like yeah. bad connections. And he wants to be an Um Okay, but so in but to do plan Fenerus and to be able to speak with Fenerus, we need a good we need the meeting with the Magister to go our way and it would go our way if we do this thing for Mert and doing this thing for Mert is talking to investigating investigating the Dunn Street yeah. Guild. Okay, I just needed to see what the exactly right. like no, the flow chart was of what we needed the, to do. The flow was a little bit disruptive. If you'll refer to the spreadsheet that I've created tracking all of our quests, it's very <laughs> Great. That wasn't a joke. But where is this spreadsheet? It's on Discord, but I'll post it again. I lost my little fidget. Thing. It's called Waterdeep Weirdos. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think Davis, I like 
the idea of the two of us leading this investigation potentially. Maybe we could have someone pretend to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. Those don't exist, I guess. Bang. <laughs> um, Courtroom sketcher. Yeah, a sketch artist. I do agree with Amanda that I don't. I think we could potentially not need to do um, a B and B off the bat. I just think if we want to find the ball in five hours, four hours, mm-hmm. or I mean, we're at the dungeon because going at six o'clock. You said is what would be the case. I would say I, I'm saying that you could get there as early as six o'clock. Whether or not they're open for business and ready to like receive reporters at six is another matter. But I'm just saying you you basically got uh, like a six hour window in which to plan and execute. But I think if we're going to do it within six hours, we should go as hard as possible because that's a lot of investigation to get done before noon. You could also just go to the magister first. There's no like there's no ticking clock on when you have to do the thing for Mert because Marty has asked for a favor. Mert has obliged and not given a hard date or time as to when you all were going to show up. So, the sooner you do it, the better, but um, there's no reason why you couldn't go to, like, just wait until noon, go talk to the Magister, if things go great and you get what you want from that encounter, then you can put this off until later. Although, if you let it go for too long, Mert might ask you what's up. Right. I think... I think alerting the wall is a bad idea. By being extra sneaky. Well, if you're extra sneaky, you can go over there, sure. But I mean, you don't. I don't have. Bingley doesn't have to do anything. They don't want to. I'm just proposing this. But like, I think we're only going to be able to get so much information from asking people to really weed out them all. Exactly. You got to find like contradicting evidence, so we can be like this person lied to us. The other thing is, you can all like when you go there, you can always talk to Marty. That's true too. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely be one of the first steps. Who's the one who thinks that they are that they're small? Okay. Marty Castell. How small is this spider? What could they fit oh. under, like, between? Is it like a little spider? Yeah, like, Marty was the I, I think yeah. I said tarantula sized. Okay. So but not, yeah. not necessarily tarantula, not as like thick and hairy. But like palm sized. I'm going to say that this is a spider that could fit under an like inch door? wide door crack. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe a little less, but it's, not like, not like between a keyhole or something like that. But that... It might be worth doing if we're not being sneaky, but there's just a little spider going to the I mean, it's not a little it's spider. Not. It's a noticeable spider. It's it's noticeable to the fact, to the point where if somebody saw it, like if you saw a like hand-sized spider in your life, how would you react? It's a home alone. I, I don't think I'd kill it. I think I'd freak oh. out. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Try to get it out. Fuck! <laughs> um, so exactly. The spider might very quickly become the center of everyone's attention. <laughs> That's true. That's uh, a, quick, a quick Google leads me to arachnoboards.com that says uh, tarantulas can fit through a one and a half centimeter slot, so we're we're a little bit left. There you go. Right so off. can we break into lockers? 
I hate that I know that now. <laughs> but okay. It's not much. <laughs> I can live with that. Now you have to decide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least the spacing of the gaps in the, in the yeah. for the uh, investigators. Um, do you want to join the not doing crimes crew? I You can't do crimes. If there's a way Bang Bang can be given a job so that it's not specifically committing crimes to be walking around in there. What about um, a look at? That's called being an accomplice. Aiding and abetting. Just like, can I be assigned to carry some news equipment or something? Yeah, well, that's why I'm saying. Why don't you come with the not crimes crew? Yeah. So. Okay. Um, team B is going to be Yuri and Rumble. That's still Team. That's still Team Lightning. Um, team Lightning. Okay, are we outside the Dunsweepers Guild? Because I would like to do a scan before we send them off to, like, how do they actually sneak into here? Yeah, you're really out, if you want a description of the Dunsweepers Guild, it is, like I said, in the Castle Ward, it is not an ostentatiously large building by any means. It is two-story building. You stand outside of it now and it is uh, kind of flush with two other buildings on either side of it. It seems to be uh, like a townhouse office style. You don't see a lot of workers coming and going. It seems like this is more for like the bureaucratic end of things. You see a few people arriving if you wait outside of it who are dressed more in business attire rather than the familiar sort of gray jumpsuits of the dung sweepers. Um, I'm sorry, did we, did we just do a scan of the building? Did we see the back end? No, you'd have to make some rolls to do some more uh, in-depth investigations, but uh, that's just what you could glean from standing outside of this for like two minutes without having to make any real checks. That's so not the right aspect So, um, so I, I, I mean, there's two teams, or there could be two teams. You all are standing outside of the Dung Sweepers Guild at this moment. It seems like you're going to go ahead with trying to interview the folks there and suss out this mold. So you're going ahead with Mert's request for you. Um, what time do you want to arrive? Six o'clock. Okay. You get there and... What's up? Yeah. Okay. I mean, why... why wait? Right. So you get there... Is everyone else okay with that? Yeah. You get there at six and the sun hasn't quite yet risen on the city, but it is, like the sky is bright at this point and people are starting to move about via Dre and uh, like private rickshaw and such. Um, carriages. You're standing outside of the Dome Sweepers Guild. Doesn't seem like it's open for business. You do, like I said, see people starting to trickle in. Um, people who ostensibly work in the offices. Uh, if you want to wait there, it'll probably be another hour or so before they open the doors. Um, but you could use this time to come up with more of a targeted plan, case the joint a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe Yuri can send Freya inside for uh, 
I hope she doesn't get stepped on. A little recall. <laughs> a little recall. <laughs> and I mean, like, Frank will be on the ceiling. So, like, mm-hmm. if Frank gets in trouble, can't she just banish? Oh, I can just cover up. Exactly. So, like, like as long as they can't attack her right away, then you're probably going to be fine. I mean, can we scope out the outside? I mean, does it look like... Is the yeah. front door open? Is it, like, totally locked up? Uh, do you want to go up to it? Um, well, it's closed. It's closed right now. Yeah. It's sort of a... It's it's like brownstone-esque. Like, you have to go up a short yeah. walk-up stairwell. You don't see anyone going in or out yet. You do see people going in. You don't see people really coming out. You see people who are dressed in business attire going in as though they are arriving for the work day. Um, okay. Can we see if there's a back door? Yes. Uh, go ahead and see who's doing this. Roll a perception check for me, Chuck. You're walking around the building. Um, you To do this, you've kind of got to walk down to the end of the block and get to the alleyway that runs behind these buildings. Can I go to Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's what a D <laughs> You're right. Thank God. Good catch. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It's 11 plus 4. Okay. You immediately kind of lose track of which building is which because you've had to like walk to the end of the block and come behind and they're the same color behind and you didn't count which how many buildings it were so you're sort of unsure which building is yeah, which. Yeah, that makes sense. But Rumble, you are able to determine that yes, there is a back door that is, that feeds out into this alley. Um, it, if you try, do you want to like go up to it or anything? Do you want to look into it? Um, I'll check to see if the door is locked. It's currently locked. Okay. That's and if with a, with a fifteen, it is a it's a door that has some like glass panes. Yeah. They're sort of frosted, so you can't see exactly through, but it is dark beyond. It seems like this room, this this door is on a, not like a cellar level, but it's sort of like, uh, it's below, because there was like a walk up to get to the, the entrance to this place, you kind of determine that this is like a, what do you call it when it's not like a full cellar, but it's like kind of half and half? You're blanking on that basement. A walkout cellar. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a sub-level. Yeah, it's like the ground floor. Crawl space. I believe in Europe this would be called the ground floor and the next floor would be called the first floor. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) In Faerun, the same rules apply. Uh, This is the ground floor. Um, No, so yeah, but it is is dark beyond. Uh, It looks like it's some sort of storage storage space. You don't see any movements. But again, it is dark and it is frosted glass. I communicate that to you. Cool. Isa, what building are we looking at again? Where? Oh, we're in the back of who? Uh, the, what are we doing? Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> You're pretty sure yourself. that it's actually the building, like two buildings right. down. Yeah, no, Rumble, I trust me on this one. All right, well, it looks it's early. <laughs> There's not much going on back here. 
Um, uh, is there fire escapes? Can you see any fire escapes? Yeah, do we see any like, climb? Not on this building. No. Doesn't seem like there's much in the way of fire escapes in this alley. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so did you say there is or is not a back entrance? There, there is. is a back entrance. Okay, there's one. Just one for sure. It uh, looks like this way is less uh, busy than the front entrance. Definitely. Uh, we're sneaking in the good door for drive. Um, do you come back to the group and tell us that? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, why don't maybe. Uh, oh, I have an idea. Um, uh, Yuri, you uh, can ride uh, in my shell, like just tucked out of sight. That way, that will, you could uh, hear uh, whatever is happening around me. And if we need to tell you to get out or whatever, Freya's a liar. I can just you know, reach back and tell Freya, and then Freya will be alerting and let you know. I'll warn you, right? She, she tickles. Oh no. Again, like in real life, tarantula hair is <laughs> insanely itchy. It's like fiberglass particles. Um, so we They can they can shake they can shake and actually shoot their hairs in. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, please. I said that. If you'll listen back to the podcast in the last week. If your honor will refer to the record. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I think once you get information and it has to us, because we all know what to investigate. Right. Um, and then also, you can also talk to me. Right, exactly. You can't talk back, but um, that way, like, maybe you can wait like an hour after we get started before you start sneaking around so like hopefully it'll be more should there be like a code word if you're talking to someone and you need to be like this person's suspicious um yeah okay so I'm going the code word is um uh Lindsay the code word is Lindsay, oh. and if you if I say that word and then a name shortly after, that's somebody you should specifically look out for. And if I say mischief, then you should get the fuck out immediately. Okay, all right. Cool. What time does the guild open for citizens? Doesn't have posted hours, but you could stop any one of the people who are walking into this building. Great. Um, can I use my disguise kit and put on a disguise? Yeah, what do you want to look like? Um, I have like specific things, I think, because I remember I had like, so many yeah, wigs. Pink wig. I don't have a wig. I know that those are two of them. Because you use the pink wig to gag someone. Yeah. Something I still <laughs> think about how awful that would be to experience. Gag <laughs> my wig. Gag me with a wig. No, sorry. Um,. I can. I want to use disguise self, so we can go in. That's an excellent call. That's good. Call. Okay, I have. <laughs> she describes me as not a tortoise. No, 
You know, it says green wig, mohawk, pink wig, bob, third wig. Yeah, you chose <laughs> sunglasses. Only, you chose <laughs> only like. Do you have the. It's oops all very ostentatious. Yeah. And Mosswara. Anything business. The drag. Mosswara is the disguise kit. That's not a disguise kit. That's a yeah, disguise kit. Yeah, Mosswara is a disguise kit. Do you have disguise self prepared to that? I always do. I didn't know Claire. How long does it last? Okay, wow. Fuck you. Um, it lasts for. <laughs> it lasts, I think, for long enough. That might be a good idea. Does not last for an hour. This guy's self? Yeah, it lasts yeah. for an hour. Yeah, mine does. Yeah, cool. Yeah. This is a potentially. I know. You, I'm just, you know, I just want you to be aware. If you're going to use disguise self, you're giving yourself an hour to pull this off. <laughs> Well, they don't know. Like you can, well, you can go in there as yourself if you want. I think I want to put on maybe the third wig. Okay, don't know which what is it looks what? Like. I don't know. It says third wig. Um, I you have a green wig, a pink wig, and a mohawk. No, the green wig's a mohawk. You have a green mohawk, a, a pink, pink bob. bob, and let's say what's your third wig? Um, is it a third <laughs> wig? No. He's got a little like. <laughs> is it going to keep you from being? being a singer. <laughs> Can you yeah. being a singer? A singer. Yeah. I'm just, oh, like, I'm yeah. just, just like, if you're using your disguise kits, it doesn't <laughs> take away your mutton chops. Nor my horns, no. Nor your hooves. And it doesn't put pants on you. So I'm just, I'm just enjoying this well, image of Chuck wearing, like, just a black wig. Mm-hmm. But with everything else I being... I think that's what, it, that's what it's like in my head, too. I think it's a black, it's a black wig. Okay. A black, and, long, share wig. Okay. <laughs> so this is... Uh, and are you coming up with any more of a persona as this reporter? Uh, I also, I also want... So I'm going to put on my sunglasses that I own, apparently. Okay. Can you put them on yeah. But I was, um, and then also you. Oh yeah, we did. We get our chop of the trip. <laughs> so the two of you are the ones who are being the, the face for this encounter. Is that right? And Bang Man Bang are going to no crimes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I don't know. Gang places, but that's fine. Guilds are no. a different story. I respect the role play. Respectable city business guild. Okay, I can't edit this on my computer. I'll do that later. All right, yes. so what I need from you is an intelligence check with proficiency okay. to make a convincing disguise. And you're just trying to look different than Chuck. Um, Chuck, do not forget to take into account the flowing and ebbing ways that people are perceived. And just go with what feels right. Listen the moon. And I would like to cast guidance. Yeah. I like that you've been role-playing your guidance cast. Yeah. So I read something online from a DM's perspective of trying to come up with rules of how to keep the cleric, like, legit. And the rule that they ended up coming up with was you can cast guidance whenever you want for any check that's, like, a one-instance check and not, like, 24 hours or whatever. As long as you actually role-play something. It can be as simple as like, hey, good luck on this roll, says my god, but like you have to actually say it. And then that like I like that. A balance. So that's what I've been forced people to do that, but I like that. Yeah, I like for clear whenever whenever you have like one of those abilities Come on, that I'm trying to like similar to yeah, similar to like Bardic inspiration yeah. or uh, things like that. I sort of felt like with Claret, like part of the 
class at low levels is casting guidance as much as you can because it's a huge bonus to like. Yeah, yeah. But it gets boring if you're just like guidance. Still, how is that? Uh, how how is that disguise role? Uh, yeah. I have uh, a four plus a one plus a two. It's a seven plus another one. Right. Choppa and Bang Bang, can you both give me uh, insight checks, please? Ooh, yes. Is this going to be about how good this disguise is? Yeah, it's going to be about whether or not you're good friends. Now, 20, 25. <laughs> so you see uh, Chuck is in the alley, sort of putting this disguise together, Thank trying you. to see how it looks like in a scummy puddle on the ground. It's cold out. It's early. Like I said, it is, uh, like I said last session, so I'll remind you, it is sort of steely gray, windy, like that cusp between winter and fall where like snow could start coming out of the sky at any moment or maybe even some like very abysmal rain or sleet. Um, And in these conditions, Chuck is trying to put together a convincing costume that he is a uh, a reporter for a broadsheet, mm-hmm. and when he when he kind of presents it to the two of you, you see a wig that is like very clearly like not aligned, like the bangs are kind of over one ear. And there are sunglasses that are doing a lot of work for this and a very obvious fake nose. And you can see his mutton chops are like coming out from the wig in a very obvious way where it's like, why is this person's hair two tones? Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it's a very obvious, very shoddy this disguise. <laughs> That's what I was going to say too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> No. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right? Okay, fine. Whatever. I think Do you think I should take it off? Lose the weight, keep the glasses. Those are just good compromise. Mm-hmm. Now I look cool. It improves it. Now you look like maybe you're just hungover. It's not not true. <laughs> not um, okay. I also think we need to come up with a good fake newspaper name. Why not a real newspaper name? Because that would be lines. We're for a newspaper. I see. We are the water deep throat. Yes. We're the water deep throat. The water deep throat view. Yes. The water deep throat view? Review. Review. The water deep throat review. What do you think? Never heard of it. The city has been... Or what about like... What about like if we try to say that we're like a guild publication? Like four guilds, about guilds. guilds. Like when you have those like super niche insider magazines like um, Collegiate Education Today or... Um, tractor supply. Yeah, exactly. What's new? And well, you're going to call tractor supply niche? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, guild mingle, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like guild news and newsletters. We're actually just starting up. This is our first issue. And, and so we're still on a start. Deep throat <laughs> sure. That's fine. I like it. We'll combine it. And then we'll be like, 
we wanted to start with the best, which is why we came to the Dunks Rehearse Guild. Because you guys don't get the respect you deserve. People treat you like shit. That's our plan. Put on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you've got a plan. Uh, about an hour has passed between going to sort of scope out the back, trying to put a disguise together, and coming up with a name for your fake new broadsheet. Which will also be the title of this episode of the podcast, The Water Deep for a Review. <laughs> totally. Um, has to be. <laughs> um, but you do see... Uh, during this planning session, a man come up to the doors. It's double doors that lead into this building. And from the inside appears to unlock those doors. Doesn't wow. open them. Or <laughs> quick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who's that? Yeah, that's exactly like it. The water you throw a party rock or something. Oh, that's so good. Who's that? Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. To be clear, those sunglasses don't exist in this world, but Chuck does have them somehow. Just invent them. Yeah. Yeah. There's some wicked sorcery of the Feywild. Oh, they're magical, right? Okay. All right. Um, So it seems like uh, the doors have been unlocked. What would you all like to do? Um, um, Bang, bang. And here, can you pretend? Do you have any gadgets or gizmos that you can pretend is like... Uh, I could can, be a scribe. Uh, a stenographer. Yes. Stenographer. Yes, perfect. And if you want to draw pictures of what's happening to you, that'd be great. How are you at um, artistry? Well, a little while ago, back when we started feeling stronger suddenly, I did take these artist tools oh, for I, myself. That was around the time I got better at cooking. <laughs> and everything stopped. And I got better at stabbing. <laughs> um, it was a time before that, but uh, in any case, I've been waiting for such an occasion. Um, Alright, well then, why don't we go inside? And here's the story. Chuck, you're leading. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say... That you and I are reporters, and this is our stenographer and illustrator, mm-hmm. and you know the story about the magazine. And but don't tell that to the person. Mm-hmm. Just like we'll go in and say that we have an appointment with Marta Cristel. Appointment in whatever. Important appointment. Yes, and um. <laughs> It was just a little senior moment, okay? <laughs> no need to pile on. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we have an appointment with Marty, yes, yes. and we'll go tell him, and then we'll be like, we're here for the magazine. Could you please call everybody together so that we can interview them? And uh, then at that point, I will, um, once everybody's together, as far as we know, I'll give the signal to Yuri. And Yuri. they make do a sketch. The signal to start doing the sneaking is... Mm-hmm. No. Uh, that's the code word for if there's something specific you need to check out. Um, the code word for start sneaking is... 
Volo. Volo. Got it. Volo. Volo. It's really hard for me to say. Yeah. Volo. Volo. So you guys are steering the ship a little bit more in this, but like I'm in the position of you guys, I'm going to be reacting to sort of what you all do. And, uh, you Is guys that any sunglasses? Go fuck off and hide in an alley or something like that. Um, yeah, I do. I got it. Um, good prescription. Enjoy. Um, oh, good. It makes me feel a little drunk. Uh, <laughs> here. Um, so, Yuri and Rumble will hide in an alley, right? So, I can do this meeting. Hiding in alleys, what I Very nice. Chopper. Uh, lead us towards the doors. I just need to get character. <laughs> okay. Do those have a prescription in them? Yes. <laughs> Let's <Good>. go. <laughs> so you approach the Dome Sweepers Guild. You see that uh, above it, a uh, a flag is kind of hanging out uh, with the. Gray field and push broom icon. It's a push broom on a gray field. That is the dung sweepers flag. I'm saying. I was I was gonna ask you the poop emoji, but the uh, the poop emoji with little cartoon eyes and everything. <laughs> there could be a poop emoji that is sweeping that the broom is sweeping. Uh, but you approach and uh, walking through the doors, you come into this. It looks like it used to be like I said a town. House that's been converted to be the offices for the Dung Sweepers Guild. Through the entrance, you see a desk with a half elf male sitting behind it, blonde hair, looks up as you come in. Oh, uh, can I help you? Oh, hello, 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 hello. Hello. We are here from Martin, meeting with Marty Purcell. Uh, Mr. Christopher, the, the president. The president, yes. We have. Uh, we are doing a profile. We are from a newspaper, and we have oh. an important appointment with him. An appointment. I. I'm sorry. I, I didn't have it. I didn't have this oh, down. So okay. I. Where we, it's, it was a little bit last minute, but he's expecting a sender. As really? you can see, we're very busy. He he got it just a little while ago. Do you mind if I go ask him? I'll be right back. You can make yourself comfortable. We have uh, coffee. Uh, of course. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's there's a couch in the sitting area right over there. Um, Do you have any magazines? We are magazines. We have so we have the the local broadsheet. We have the wazoo for today. The Waz. Yeah, I bet you have a really off the Waz. So, pardon? Um, just that some, that's some uh, journalism humor for you. Never mind. Thank you. Do you know that a Wazoo actually refers to a root? This, uh, <laughs> this half-elf, as you guys are doing this, starts to make his way up a staircase to the second floor. Are we unattended for a moment? You're briefly unattended. Hang on. Quick, write a note that says... Merit sent us to him as small as you can. And, um, uh, Chuck, how's your slight hand? It's slightly better. On a numerical score from zero to five, would you say? 
Right, I just didn't know if he knew that or whatever, so we could be ready to have a note if we had to. Like sneaky Scott. As you're doing this, anyway, you start to hear footsteps coming from the second floor and make their way down the staircase. I don't, they, they said that they're here. I, did you get the name of the, uh, of the, the, the magazine, the, the broadsheet? No, no, they just... And, and you see this half-elf and a sort of squat, balding human man with darker hair that, though he's balding, is like neatly trimmed in a uh, a suit that he doesn't wear the jacket for and the tie is sort of like loosely undone around his neck. Doesn't seem like he cares too much about his appearance. Uh, coming in with this uh, half-elf receptionist. Uh, the, these are them. You you all didn't say what broadsheet you're from. Oh, yes. Forgive me. We represent the Water Deep Throat Review. We are a group that is by guilds for guilds to promote the different goings-ons. A guild industry journal. And okay, big deception check. Both. Uh, it's going to be all three of you, and I'm going to take the average. The deception? Deception. Whoa. 17. There's one thing that the shop is great at it's lying to people. 18. Nine. I'm the best lion. For once in his entire life. Next, I'm going to be the sneakiest. <laughs> right. I I haven't heard. Have you heard of that? We're oh yes, uh, we're new. I, no, Damien. I do know of the Water Deep Throat Review. Uh, it's so nice to finally meet you in person. My name is Marty. Marty Christel. Mm. Uh, Damien, I, I did not let you know that these fine journalists were going to come and uh, do a... Journalism. Yes. We're, but we're doing a profile. Exactly. On all, on, of, you. On all of the guild members. To find out the intensity profile of what makes this guild such a great guild. You see Damien just sort of like a little bit confused but like going along with it, especially because his boss is uh you know, backing this up, seems to to buy it. I uh, I thought it would be a good opportunity to get some good press for the Dung Sweepers Guild. Mm-hmm. Not many people know the good work that we do for the city. A lot of the time we're working. They treat you like shit. Oh, well, I don't know if I would go so far. But uh, there's always more room to be uh, respected. A lot of the work we do, you know, Damien, it is, it is work done in the dark places of the city. And at night, oftentimes, and uh, we want to bring to light uh, the fine things that we're doing. The city would suffer if were not for you. Exactly. Yes. And what was your name? Oh, my name is Paul Quat. Paul Quat. That's correct. And uh, and P O L Q U. And you with uh, the the dark glasses. Mm. Very. Very. 
And uh, who is this? Uh, this is a scribe that you brought with you. Right, right. Right, right? Oh, that's funny and cute. Very yes. well named. I love it. Yes. Well, you've arrived so early. I didn't expect you so uh, so early. A lot of our employees who I would like you to interview are still making their way in. So perhaps it would be best uh, if we uh, start uh, in my office and we can get acquainted and you can interview me, obviously. Yes. President uh, <laughs> is the person you would want to talk to. I suppose an executive overview might be helpful. And you see uh, this man turns to Damien, the receptionist, and says, Damien, can you please let Nanya, Harold, uh, Sonny, Janice, and uh, Jason know that I would like for them to be interviewed as well? Sonia. Nanya. Nanya Business. N-A-M-J-A Harold 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 or Harold? Harold H-A-R-O-L-D Got that one Sunny S-O-N-N-Y Janice And Jason is Janice with an S or C? C. It's too bad. Still, we're still dressed like Cher. Then we'd have Sonny and Cher. You said it wasn't a good costume. It wasn't. After he gives Damien this word, Damien's like, oh, yes, of course, sir. I uh, Some of them have already come in, but I'll, I'll let Harold know when he arrives and Sonny as well. <coughs> uh, wonderful. Perhaps they could... Harold and Sonny are late. I can't see that face. Please, uh, follow me upstairs. I'd love to talk to you more. Uh, see what it is you're interested in looking into. Hmm. After you, I'd like to love to come with you. It's very swept. Very yes, swept. Uh, yeah, we'll go up to the office. Yes, we go. Uh, you go up. You follow him into an office that is... Uh, functional. It doesn't seem as though he spends a lot of time worrying about decoration, but there is heaps of papers on his desk, Marty's desk. Uh, the room itself at one point was finely made, constructed. The architecture of this whole building is pretty sound, but it's clear that Marty has spent less time paying attention to the uh, decoration and presentation than, uh, than he could. But as you all walk in, he goes behind his desk, sits in a rather worn uh, rolling chair and gestures to Choppa and Chuck to sit in two chairs facing him. Doesn't seem to acknowledge uh, Bang Bang as much. Oh, please, uh, please. If you don't mind, uh, get the door. Uh, Choppa will get up and get the door and sits on Bang Bang. Would you like a seat? Right, right. Bang Bang. <laughs> Not right, right. Oh, um, it was the model unit's old name, you see, when we, um, please, please, 
perhaps uh, behind closed doors we can dispense uh, that is what Chuck said or what Chuck said too oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> sweat <laughs> <ass. Yeah. laughs> turtles don't sweat either <laughs> we are a group with a special but it's not really Paul Klein I'm sorry. You don't say. <laughs> I just said it. I'll just tell you. What sort of a name is a Paul? Well, actually, it used to be my name. Um, I changed every 10 years or so, but. Oh. That's not It's definitely not now. I mean, nothing. It's, it's just a stranger name. But, but it's very racist. We are a. Paul. <laughs> we work. <laughs> Wait, it's racist? <laughs> just saying, like, it was a traditional tortle name and nothing. <laughs> okay, okay. Fantasy racism, not, not yeah, really. Yeah, no, not racism. really, not really. Um, Marty, not Jack. Jack's fine. Jack's fine. <laughs> um, never done anything wrong and died. <laughs> You're a perfect person, never done anything wrong. Marty, sometimes. Yes, uh, we, understand, we understand you have a bit of a rodent problem here and would like some help finding it. It's true. Uh, I do not know uh, how much America told you, but recently uh, I have come into a position of greater power within the political structure of a water deep. Um, there are several people within my office who are aware and ever since uh, I was given this position I've become nervous. I know there's more people following me around the city. I think perhaps I'm imagining things. I think perhaps Maybe the uh, the power get to my head, but recently, about uh, two ten a day ago, I come home. I hear someone upstairs. I go. I see them as they are jumping out of the window of my home, where my children sleep, where my wife sleeps. They don't take anything, but they go through all of my things. They go through my office. They read my documents, but they don't take anything. Mm. The last two or ten days, I walk around with a bit more attention. I hire some uh, bodyguards. You haven't seen them yet, but they will arrive. Why aren't they here now? I like a little bit of my own... Privacy. I like to take my morning walk. Mm, you're in the morning. <clears throat> Do you have any suspicions of who within the the guild might be more likely to have been somewhat weak of your sensitive information? I'm not sure, but I know for certain there are five people who know. Okay of my new position in the city. My vice president, Harold Best, he knows. Best. His assistant, Sonny Gong, I assume he also knows. 
my sister, you know, I tell, she knows. She, uh, she's well-meaning, uh, but uh, she, she talks a lot. Mm-hmm. She likes it, uh, she likes it when people think that she is important and uh, her brother is important. Mm-hmm. You, you maybe understand. <clears throat> Janice. Spend the moon. She's uh, one of the head sweepers in the guild. We work together when we were both starting out here. I trust her. She's uh, she's a very good person. Uh, she walked in on me when I was um, in the robes of my office, so she knows. And then there's Jason. Oh, Jason. He is a kind soul, but uh, he likes the gossip. Mm. He knows too many things about too many people in this office. I'm sure, although I cannot confirm it, he must have known. And do you think it is more likely one of these people than others. I do not know. You don't know. I do not want to believe that my sister would sell me out. I do not want to believe that my vice president would sell me out. His assistant is uh, empty-headed. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Sonny Gong. <coughs> Sonny Gong. Gong. G-A-U-M-E-R. I heard Bono, like Bono, like Sonny Bono. He's a simple boy. He, uh, he comes from the field wars. Uh, he's young. He is just trying to get a leg up in the city. His family. He lost his family when he was young. Mm. And Janice, of course, I trust her. I, I come up through the guild with her. And Jason, he uh, does talk a lot. I do not believe he is a, uh, a bad person, but there's always a chance that somebody lets slip some information they should. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas of how we may begin to narrow the process down? Um, anything that could eliminate or reveal uh, one of these five uh, suspects. Well, uh, I uh, I would be concerned with uh, perhaps how they view my performance as the guild leader to try and determine a motive why they might want to remove me from my position, why it might behoove them to see me. Uh, I hate to say it, see me kill. Uh, you think that this um, antagonism is related to your position in the guild or to your newer political position? I only uh, experience these problems as soon as I become a master of the Don't worry, Paul Quat's lips are sealed. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the, the Harpers, they are usually good at being discreet with sanity. Burying the snitch. Okay. Um, Make a persuasion check. 
Um, I think it's over 20, but I just have to check. Um, 21. It's a, it's a simple but well-delivered and reassuring line for, for Marty. Okay. I know, Steve. Maybe, uh, maybe I... Maybe I trust you a little bit more. So I become a master lord. This was somewhat of a surprise. I was not expecting to be given such a uh, important position. But then again, the Dung Sweepers Guild is an important guild within the city of Waterdeep. We we have our eyes and ears in many mm, places that people more, might not want to go. So, well, yes, the sewers, the alleyways, especially at a time when the gangs are starting to heat up and Violence is spilling into the streets, and we have to clean up a lot of this mess. Mm-hmm. It makes a sense why we would be pulled into the bigger political fold of the city. And do you think you're targeted for your role as a lord or for your Dunstreeper? Presidency. It's hard to say. There were murders several years ago targeting masked lords. The reason why our identities are kept secret is to avoid this thing. But whenever there is a person who holds power, they are a target of all types of bad intentions. <clears throat> Indeed, though I wonder if anybody comes to mind that would specifically have motivations against you or reason to want to hurt you, uh, even outside of these matters. Uh, anyone? Like I said, uh, I'm not sure if there's any organization. I am not sure who the person is that may have broken into my home or why. Yes. I am a fairly honest fellow. I worked for the Dunn Sweepers all my life. I come up from a humble street sweeper to my position now as the president. I understand, Mr. Kustel, but what I am asking is this. Um, is there, outside of this incident, a man breaking into your home, you feel observed? Can you think of anybody in the city that would have reason to wish you harm or to specifically see you disadvantaged? Even if you don't think it is connected, it may provide some telling clue down the line. I've been listening to a lot of Sherlock Holmes audiobooks. So. Turns out, pretty racist. Sort of bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I do not know why anyone within the guild would have my would not have my best health and well-being in their intentions. I try to do right by the guild members. I try to make their lives better. The people who know 
about my position, the ones who I just named, are the only people who could have spread this information as far as I'm aware. Whom they spread, spread it to, I cannot say. Who is responsible for spreading will lead you to the answer of who is trying to lose. Potentially on the seat. I thought to work at it from the other direction. But if you have no information... This is why I you, I hire you. You said you were surprised by becoming a masked lord. So if you did not try to become one, who put you in that position? Well, I found out it was a Mert who put my name up along with a coalition of other masked lords. I cannot say for certain who did, but I know that Mert was one of the people who put my name in the hat. There was, like I said, positions that needed filling after the unfortunate, untimely end of some other masked lords. <clears throat> so Mert... To me, Davis seems pretty trustworthy, but can I roll an insight check to see how he's coming across to Chapo? Like, if it seems like he's... Marty or Mert? Marty. Yeah, roll Like, it seems like he's being honest, like, fully honest with his information. Absolutely, you can. 70. You get the sense that he's being as forthcoming as he can. There's a bit of hesitation to it because to some of his speaking because it seems like maybe he's holding something back, but you're not quite sure what that is. But it doesn't seem to be anything. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's trying to lie to you. It seems like maybe he's trying to lie to himself. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Chapo would like to give a loaded look to Chuck that implies push him a little bit. Make an uh, insight check to see if you can yeah, do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. You get a look from Chapa slash Palquat that Time for tells you to uh, maybe Sorry. dig a bit. Still so good enough. Yeah. You, you understand what, what he's trying to convey. Sorry, I was in for a second. Dig a deeper about about what it might yeah. be that Marty is withholding. Oh, about being asked, Lori. Yeah, so the last question that. Chapa asked was who might have it out for you like who might wish to see you deceased and uh, Marty's answer was that he doesn't know who but that if somebody did it's probably one of the five people that he named for you and that figuring out who that person is is going to lead you to whoever it might be that's trying to Harm, yeah. harm him or whatever. Oh. And I'll also be clear: it doesn't. No attempt has been made on his life. Mm-hmm. He's a little paranoid and scared because somebody broke into his house, went through his things, didn't say, didn't steal anything. But he's also noticed that he's being followed around the city a lot more. Uh, Mr. Krista, I'm curious of the kind of activity you've perchance witnessed or spoiled from that as a young 
street sweeper in the in the sewers and the alleys and the have you ever interacted with any of the the senior underbelly of the, of the city? Of course, uh, you go into the sewers. You're going to see not just monsters and uh, terrifying creatures and just gross stuff, but you also will run up against the Xenophars Guild. Mm-hmm. You will run up against some Zens. Mm-hmm. You will run against uh, people trading in and out of Skullport. It is not unheard of to come across some shady folks. I can say for myself, uh, one of the reasons I think, I hope, why I have risen to the position that I'm in and I'm respected is because I have managed to not become persuaded or swayed by these powers. I have managed to keep my hands clean, even while I'm cleaning sheep. Has someone tried? Yeah, exactly. This one, mm. it knows. Has, were there any attempts? Were there of someone maybe sullying your reputation as you move through the ranks? Any guild members that, you know, had any animosity for you for running into their activity? You know, there are the... Politicians who will encourage me not to spend my resources and locate my guild employees in certain awards to run them down, to make them less desirable, Mm -hmm. to make real estate prices drop. It is not unheard of. But um, these are things that, you know, my job is very easy if I do my job. Do you understand? If I start to listen to these voices, uh, my job becomes harder. But if I just focus on keeping the streets clean of filth and litter, and focus on uh, giving a good life, a good standard of a living to my employees, my job is very simple. Uh, You mentioned voices I'm just curious is there other any particular voices you've heard from any names of politicians since I've come to power you mean or or just in your time as yes as a the president well you see no one really cares so much for a common uh, dung sweeper in the street in the streets it is the guild president Mm-hmm. or perhaps the vice president or other people who my my sister for example she's our head of operations I put her in this position because I trust her somebody who has the power to locate where certain crews go to clean can uh, decide where they don't go to clean mm-hmm. and in the midst of a gang war if 
For example, you do not clean up the blood in an alleyway in the darker ward. This is uh, a poor reflection on the darker ward. It makes people feel less safe there, makes them not want to go there. But how, how any specific, have there ever been any specific politicians who have encouraged you not to clean up certain parts of the city? Make a persuasion check. <coughs> um, I think 12. This, this uh, perhaps is beyond the scope of uh, what I'm asking you to do. I'm not here to besmirch the name of any other politicians. I simply want to know who among me, who among my employees might be giving me up. Do any of your employees have any bad personal habits that would require funds? Oh, that's a good question. Well, uh, Make a persuasion check. Our little charisma robot. <laughs> I think that's a ten. Yep, ten. That I am aware of, uh, no. Like I say, my... My sister, she she cannot talk too much. This is not the sort of thing that generally... Well, uh, there are people who... Communists or... There are people who like to drink in the guild. This is not against the law, so long as you can do your job and don't come to work a drunk. Do you think there are any of your employees that might to be a little bit more pointed, be in debt to any power. That I am aware of, uh, no. Very interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to speaking to your employees. And I'm curious, do you want us to ask questions about how your employees view you, how they view the guild, how are you... This could be a good, a good way to get to the heart of the matter. If someone has a, a vendetta against me or if somebody disagrees with uh, what I'm doing in the guild, this could perhaps be a clue. If, uh, if somebody were to be in with the wrong sort of people, as you seem to be implying, this could also be a problem, although I do not see directly how it would implicate me. You would have to find out more, but these things will be difficult to get to the bottom of in the scope of a newspaper article. You may encourage people to speak off the record, perhaps. <coughs> That's good advice. That's good advice. If this is indeed going to be an article that merely spotlights the good works that the guild are doing. Well, maybe they're also with that just for 
you know, off the record curiosity sake, ask employees if they have any grievances with the guild to get a more full picture. Or just like this is a this is a good a good tactic, perhaps. Yeah. What do you really think? Off the record, of course. Bang! Put down the pen. I mean, right? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Um, <laughs> or nimble right. Nimble right, right. Yes. Nimble right, spelled um, with R I T. Yeah. Um, this was the part I thought that you were going for originally. No, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, that was the plan all along, just like Chopberry. Yeah. Um, I think a more important is that you, one, remain convincing. If uh, the people you are interviewing suspect that you are not actually reporters, they may not be willing to divulge anything that could help you determine. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, May our team members have permission? That's exactly what I was thinking. Search the premises. Search of the premises. Uh, what would this be for? Well, uh, if uh, they were able to gather some piece of information which on itself seems totally innocuous but contradicted something that one of our interview subjects had told us, that would tell us that there was something more to look into there to find out if it was an intentional omission or not. You see, it's just uh, background information. I suppose um, I cannot give you full dispensation to turn the place over. And uh, if you are discovered going through the things of my employees, I, of course, will have to behave as though you have gone through the personal possessions of my employees. Of course. So I would say... We would never suggest anything untoward, merely access to... What I would say is, whatever you can discover without being yourself uh, discovered... Fair game. This is okay by me. If you cause damage, if you cause harm, this would be a problem. Um, and <laughs> Chuck is gonna reach onto his back and pick up the tarantula <laughs> and say to it, Oh my god! <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's the biggest spider. Did you get on? I don't like spiders. <laughs> oh, don't worry, she's very friendly. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> gives Freya a little kiss oh. uh, right, bet- right between the sets of four eyes. Um, and he says, Do you get all that? Meanwhile, Rumble and Yuri are like not paying attention to playing card. I have dice. You missed a scene in a previous session where Chapa and Yuri can get into the nightclub and spend the whole time playing cards in the alley. So Yuri's really a pro at this point. I want five goals that. So. As you all are, yeah. unless there's any other questions, it seems like you're kind of getting to the end of your conversation with Marty. Yeah. I want to interview those peeps. 
Yuri and Rumble, what have you been doing? You're out. You are outside of Dung Sweepers Guild, waiting for some sort of word. I think I, I think I've been rolling dice in the alley. Yeah, I've got a deck of playing cards in my inventory. Unlike everyone. <laughs> Can you guys uh, roll a perception check for me? Absolutely. And you're in the alley. You're behind this building. That's very nice. Twenty-three. Twelve. On a twenty-three, you make out a face that approaches the glass of this back door. Um, they appear to be short because you can only make out sort of the top of their head on the bottommost pane. They look out and immediately retreat back into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The, the glass was frosted, right? They can't sort of frosted. So you can't make out who it was. Did they see us, like, clearly, or was it? You're not sure. Interesting. I think we need a plan for this. <clears throat> so we saw a figure in a window. You saw, yeah, you, you did. A 23 did. A 23 did. Uh, yeah, you guys are both sort of like playing cards and your back is to this door. Gotcha. But Rumble, you like your peripheries just pick up a little bit of motion and you see a face appear in this window. Mm-hmm. They appear to have been a short person or maybe a taller person who is just creeping up to it. Mm-hmm. But um, you see that face appear and then retreat. Mm-hmm. Looks like someone's uh, sneaking around down in the room. I think I think if we're going to run into people, I'm going to have to put on the old uh, skin disguise. <laughs> 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 an old skin bag. I got a disguise. <laughs> Rumble and Yuri. Out in the alleyway, you just saw a face appear and then retreat back into the darkness of this lower sort of celery storage space. You think? Celery storage space. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm being vague because you aren't sure. You haven't been in there yet. It's dark. No, it still smells, like smells like celery. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see what I said now and how it sounded. Yeah. In my head, it was cellar dash Y. Celery. That's how I heard it until they clarified. Celery. Celery. Take a point of inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Don't actually take a point of inspiration. (laughs) Games are great. All right. uh, Do you want to do anything? Wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to cast this guy's self on myself. What do you want to look like? Uh, Basically, just skin. (laughs) No fur. Just looking like a And hiding in my tail. (laughs) All skin. All skin. Mostly the same. You want to be like the same sort of... Same complexion, general. You want to be but if Rumble was a human. Rumble human. Gotcha. Like when Shrek is... What color is your hair? (laughs) Yeah, like when Shrek becomes a human. Yeah. Red? No, I wouldn't say it's calico, but I'd say he has a a uh, white and black goatee and um, like uh, reddish brown hair. Don't you dare say he's wearing a fedora. <laughs> <laughs> Never. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> but maybe like a news cap. 
No way, I've never mind that. No, no one used that. Uh, I think that's the good plan I have. Sorry, I didn't mean to put hats on your on your mind. Um, okay, so you're looking like a human. Oh, it's sombrero. Um, <laughs> sombrero. No, no, no. So we are. So I think the plan. I'm going to check the door. We're going to sneak in. I think it is still locked. Yes. Check it. It is still locked. Our plan. I think we're going to go down. As Exterminators. <laughs> the old exterminator bit. The door's locked. Classic. I think that uh, we, we I know it was locked. But I, can I try something? Don't sure. Do you do your plan first and then I'll try it? No, that's it. That's about it. Let me start looking around. Did you get the signal? Did we get the signal? You got no signal. You saw a person appear in their window and you're just like, oh, that's it. We're breaking in. No, I did give them the signal. You got a signal. Freya out and specifically talk to her. Wait, After, say, oh, wait yeah. the well, okay. this is, I want to I clarify a thing about familiars. If you talk to Freya, oh. you aren't talking directly to yeah. Yuri unless Yuri is yeah. zonked out, mm-hmm. in which case you are basically babysitting a person who cannot hear or see. You're guiding someone on a shrimp trip. Trip. That's fine. <laughs> sense <Silly> trust. <laughs> sense Freya's like emotional state, right? Regardless. Basically, Freya can experience something and if she's within range of Yuri, which she is right she now. She can send me telepathic. She can send you tele yeah, telepathic. It's not so much like talking as it is like uh, transmission and transmission of feeling and thought. So if I were to... Um, so you understand that yeah, they're in an office Freya, with Marty Christelle and you get a, a sense of what's been communicated. So Freya's like trying to send me like a go message. Should I say to Freya... Freya hasn't been given a go message right. as far as I'm aware. How about this? Um, well, there's two... Um, okay, I'm gonna... While well, I've still got Freya in my hand is like where we left it. Um, I'm going to say... I want to talk to Yuri. 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 And then just wait for Frey to do something unspider-like. Like stand up on two legs. Or <laughs> wave hello. You want to... Uh, you get a sense that you're being... Someone's trying to talk to you. Spider-Man um, Chama's um, trying to talk to you. I asked Frey... Yeah, your spider sense Chama... Freya salutes. Perfect. Are you... So you're not going into... Just long enough to do a salute. Well, I meant to talk to you. You want to talk to me? Yeah. You can give kind of commands like that, though. Okay. Like, yeah. that so, you're paying attention. But, right, but that's not what I want. So I'm like... Um, if you can... I, I want to talk to Yuri. I'm just going to keep talking until you stand up on two legs so I know that you're Yuri and you're listening to me. Okay. Do you understand? And now you just get the sense that, like, Freya is being spoken to. <laughs> so, right. like, I, I relay this to, to Rumble. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to be uh, dead and blind for a moment. <laughs> no funny business. All right. <laughs> and Zonk. Um, I stand up. Uh, oh, creepy. You can stop now. Thank you, Yuri. Um, uh, you know, the code word that we said, but I'm not going to say it because I realized it's sort of personally revealing. And it was a bad choice of code word, but that. Uh, the first, you know, go for it. Very nice. Um, be sneaky, but cool. Be cool about it. Freya, tell me everything that happened to you in the last 20 minutes. Um, and... So that's the code word to go. Freya blows you. I just do my. You know. 
Um, well, before we go, Marty, um, can you give us a quick physical description of each of the five people we're going to be talking to? You know, there is uh, they are and that sort of thing. There's my sister, yeah, Nanya. Uh-huh. We we share a familial. Uh, Similarity, so we're both very beautiful. Harold, exactly. <laughs> uh, my vice president, he's a, a halfling man. He's got well coiffed blonde hair. He dresses very sharply. Uh, Sonny, his uh, assistant, is also a halfling. He has sandy blonde hair, a sort of doofy haircut. And ill-fitting clothes, usually. Um, Janice, if she's here, and again, she's a, she is a sweeper, so there is always a chance that she won't come in this morning. I did not know if you were going to be here or not. Uh, there's a, we, we may have to pull Janice in from the field, but um, she's a human woman, pretty average build, brown hair, uh, not too, not nothing too uh, remarkable. She has a mole on her cheek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I see the no. It's not that. No, no, no. Very sussy, sussy <clears throat> And then there's Jason. Jason is a rock gnome. He is uh, very well dressed. Too well dressed. For a dung sweeper, some would say, although he's in the offices, he works in communications. Um, What's his name? Jason. Jason, Jason Lily Slipper. <laughs> um, if he works in communications, he must um, have access to a lot of that sensitive information that you do as well. This is true. Yes. I do trust Jason with a lot. He seems to be very well connected. Uh, yes, but Rock Gnome, he has bubblegum pink hair. Don't ask. Uh, What's bubblegum? <laughs> bubblegum exists in this world. Oh. It's canon. Charles never had it. <laughs> What's that? Does it exist in the Feywilds? Bubblegum? Um. Probably some form of bubblegum, okay. although it would be a much different thing in the Feywild than it is in, like, mm. sap. It's not root. We can, we can return to this. We can return to this, but uh, bubblegum in the Feywild would be very different from bubblegum in the real world. It would have emotive qualities to it that bubblegum... Average bubblegum would not have. Like, imagine bubblegum that you eat and you taste a whole three course meal from start to finish. Um, it might be like a bubblegum that you blow, and every time you blow a bubble, like you lose a memory. <gasps> oh, that's wild. I was just going, oh, really? You're in Mrs. Home. What does it taste like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tastes like bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. Not worth it. But come, uh, I know that I know that Nanya is here. You can interview her first. That would be great. So you're shown to an office on the first floor. As you go downstairs, Marty knocks on the door. Nanya, 
and there's a brief interaction in a language that you all don't quite understand, but uh, it's quick and to the point, and you see that there is indeed a human woman, a little bit younger looking than Harold, a little bit uh, heavy set, wearing a sort of business casual attire, curly hair, shoulder length, and uh, is in the process of doing some paperwork. Yes, yes, come in. Uh, I talked to you about the, the Dunn Sweepers Guild. Hello? Wonderful. And um, let us introduce ourselves. My name is Paul Bach. I am, as you can see, a daughter. Um, and this is my um, <laughs> assistant junior uh, journalist. Barry. Named Barry. And then, um, right, right, our transcription bot. Make a deception check. Oh, no. <laughs> I shouldn't have been the one to do this. Both of us. It's, again, going to be a group check. Roll well again. Fifteen. Sixteen. Nine. Fifteen, sixteen, nine. That transcription bot has brass knuckles. <laughs> Slingshot. Okay, um, you, you say you are from which broadsheet? The uh, Water Deep Throat Review. I have not uh, heard of We this. are a new up-and-coming newspaper, and we're here to represent. Well, you made a, a wise decision to come to the Townspeople's Guild first. Uh, we have so many stories to tell. We are a wonderful place to work. And uh, what would you like to know? That's nice to hear. Can I, I um, would I, like to... Um, not now, Barry. Don't speak, please. Um, I would like to... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I would like to start with some beginning background information. Now, could you please state your full name for the record? Nanya Tristel. Okay, um, right, right. Did you write, write that down? Very the right. I am uh, Marty's younger sister. Yes, um, and your. Uh, uh, please describe to me um, all of the members of your family. Uh, for background information, of course. Why do well, you need this information? Idea, it's, um, well, it's this has background. nothing to do with the guild. Very well. Um, we'll move on. Uh, could you please... Um, at what date did you begin the employment uh, within the Sweepers Guild? I started work here about uh, two years ago, but... Marty has been working here for 15 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. And um, uh, please tell me, what is the official capacity of your job? I am the head of operations. I am responsible for uh, giving the various crews their assignments for the day, the week, the year. Oh, uh, that's very interesting. Um, 
Yes, the, the specifics of the operations and scheduling must reveal a great deal. Please, um, could you share, could you uh, okay, share okay. Some of the process you Far- used to schedule? Fuck, what thing is it? I'm uh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry about him. This... I'm sorry about him. He's a, I just, he likes his facts and figures. Oh, no. He likes his facts and figures, but you, uh, you can talk to me like a real person. Barry, without facts and figures, we are lost. Uh, I can't handle this. I'm sorry. What is this article meant to convey? We are just trying to get the guild members' perspectives on their own guilds. And you said you like working here, and I love to hear that. Can you tell me a little bit why you love working at the Dunsweepers? Yes, it's a, it's a wonderful place to work. Marty is a big part of that. My brother, God bless him, has done so many good things for the fine, hard-working people of Dunsweepers Guild ever since he was appointed. He has decreased the hours one works in a week while increasing the pay. He has given ample uh, benefits in cleric care for all. Many people here have reported fine experiences working for the guild ever since Marty took over. Mm. And Sounds like he's so. really employee-focused. Yes. Employee-focused, interesting. And uh, who was the person that was the president before Marty? What was he like? Or the she, or they, or it? Marty ran against... Uh, Oh, well, he he ran against Harold Best's father. Oh. Says <laughs> uh, What was his name? Rudolph. Rudolph Best. Rudolph Best. Yes, he had been a long time, uh, long time president of the Dunn Sweepers Guild. Mm. Um, he was the incumbent. He was the incumbent. Yes. Mm. The election took place several... He, Marty has been president now for almost a year. Mm. Oh, he's a, he's a new president. I thought he was curious. So he's very fresh and he's shaking things up. You could say in the... He is a relatively new... <coughs> yes, yes. And please, um, what are the usual procedural rules for um, the... Transfer of power between presidents of the Dunsweepers Guild. How uh, there is an election amongst the constituent members of a guild. Mm. There is a short election time in which uh, candidates can be nominated and make a case for themselves as the president. Fascinating. And um, Chava is going to continue asking for like the driest, most bureaucratic. Okay. Details possible, so it's going to be it's a tedious time. conversation. Yeah, he's like, now it's used first past the post or ranked choice. There's a lot of like signing, and she is like going through drawers and pulling out paperwork and like having to double check something and being like, it was actually point two five, not point two six. Interesting. It's like that's <laughs> It's just like, is this? Um, are you going to use all this? No, it's from back. Okay. Um, but can you tell? Um, I'm very curious, though, about Rudolph Best. Can you tell me a little bit more? Did you work under him? 
You said you, you worked. I worked a little bit. Um, was he like as president? I was not the uh, head of operations at the time, but I was working in the same office. Uh, as far as I'm aware, he was a fine president. He conducted business well. Um, but there were complaints from employees that the days were too long and there was a general uh, lack of um, respect for the dance sweepers. They, uh, they have such an important job and they felt as though they were not being compensated properly. This in the end was, uh, I think, what won my brother the election was that he focused on the wants and desires of the members of the guild, then I think that there has been a positive response and uh, And Harold Bust, your father's vice, I mean, your, sorry, your brother's vice president. Yes. He became vice president after Marty became president? The two of them were running against his, each other. Rudolph was retiring. He, oh. Yes, uh, he, he was the oh. incumbent. He ran a sort of, um, how do you say, a theatrical election. He, he, he was running in name only, but his son was also running. It was widely understood that uh, would. Harold to have won the election, Rudolph would have been his vice president, he would have helped him in his first years. This was the sort of mm-hmm. understanding. Um, but because my brother won, as a show of good faith to his competitor, he invited him into uh, the cabinet. Also a show of respect to Rudolph, who had done many fine years of service to the guild. And uh, does your brother and Harold have a good working relationship? Do they get along? <laughs> they get along well. Uh, Harold is hardworking. My brother is as well. Yes. Whatever she continues to say. Sure. Matt, 20, 45. Uh... There's no hesitation in it. This this answer flows freely from her lips. You get the sense that she's not uh, she's not holding anything back, or this is a very well practiced lie. But you get the sense that she's telling the truth. Cool. Uh, Harold is a, um, a dedicated servant of the guild as well. So there was no animosity when he lost. Oh, there's a certain amount of animosity when anyone loses an election, but uh, like I said, my brother was humble in his victory. Mm. He made it less about himself, more about the guild as a whole, and Harold's inclusion in his presidency was a show of this goodwill. And I'm, I'm curious about the, the bests as a family. Yeah. You know, I haven't... Have I heard of the bests as Chuck... Has Chuck heard Make a history check. 19, probably, I think, bastards, 20. Um, 21. Your knowledge of Dome Sweeper Guild politics is not going to be extensive. Mm-hmm. But you will have been in the 
sort of lower circles of Waterdelvian society enough to know that um, Rudolph Best was seen as something of a shark mm. amongst the guild president community. Like the, the Dung Sweepers Guild for a long time was notorious for taking handouts from political interests of various sorts, or at least that was the reputation that they had. And Rudolf Best was very effective at cleaning up certain parts of the city while it was believed, even though like on the surface of things, this was never like confirmed. It was spoken about amongst uh, circles that you would be familiar with that parts of Waterdeep were let to go to not ruin, but to waste at the at the at the neglect of Rudolf Best. Mm-hmm. So his was a name that would sometimes be uttered, like if you're walking down uh, like an alley and one of the lamps happens to like fall and break, someone would be like, "Oh, I can't wait to see Rudy clean that one up." Mm-hmm. Uh, the implication being that like. A lot of messes were left, being left unattended. Interesting. I'm getting a good picture here. Um, none of this is exactly like on the record-ish type right. information. This is just your lived experience. Um, and do you think that uh, Harold was running on a similar platform as his father? In terms of, uh, yes, he was, he was very much cashing in on his father's name. The election, where the two of them were running against each other, you could tell that Rudolph was um, indicating that he was willing to continue on his role, that he believed it was his by right, but he, his criticisms were aimed at my brother, never at Harold. Fascinating. Fascinating. Harold's platform was that he was bring, bringing a more youthful energy and understanding of Waterdeep mm-hmm. to the position of Dunk Sweeper Guild president. And uh, while he had a lot of respect for his father, there were certain things he felt needed to be updated, like uh, the brooms were getting too old. The uh, buckets, a lot of them were starting to rust through and get holes in them. The uniforms were getting... No, a lot of it was sort of uh, fluff. And uh, it was Harold's message, which spoke more to the substance of uh, the average Dung Sweeper Guild member's life that really translated. You know, people, of course, want a, want a new uniform, but... They want a better quality of life, and this is what Harold understood. Or this, sorry, this is what Marty understood. Mm. Uh, um, and we are going to be speaking with uh, Harold uh, later today, uh, as well as uh, I believe his uh, assistant, Sonny. Do you have you met him? Sonny? Yes. Of course. Everyone met Sonny. Everyone loves his Sonny. He's a sweet little boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how, how do you mean? I mean, he's... What's uh, his deal? He, uh, he had come from the field war. 
He's uh, living water deep now, maybe five years. He uh, he he loses family when he was very young. He he lived in orphanages in the city. Uh, Harold gave him a job as his assistant to give him a leg up, and um, you know he's very innocent little boy. <laughs> mm. Mm. I mean, yet innocent little boys do know how to get into trouble, don't they? Well, of course, yes. Uh, 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 and, uh, um, Janice and Jason, we were going to speak with them as well. No, mm-hmm. oh, Jason. And you, at the mention of this name, you can hear from the room, like, next to the one that you're in. I hear my name! <laughs> uh, that is that, that's Jason. I didn't think it was Janice. Yes, he's, um, he's the office gossip. Oh, really? Uh, he must know a lot. Uh, or think he does. I mean, he knows a lot about some things. Uh, well, rumors have to spread. He and I are friends. Right. Rumors have to spread uh, from somewhere, I suppose. Uh, what sort of... Uh, what are you all talking about in here? Well... You see as a rock gnome with, again, bubblegum pink hair pokes his head into the office. It's only at, like, two feet up from the ground. Right. Pokes his head in. I heard there were reporters in the office. <laughs> Will I be getting interviewed? Oh, you must be Jason. Has my name preceded me? Nothing bad, I hope. No. We heard you were the guy who knows everything that's going around around here. If we want answers, I know a thing or two. You're the guy to talk to. Nanya, is there pink hair? Everyone in here says too much. We'll talk. We'll talk. Nanya, you look great today. He just goes back to his office. Uh, Nanya, is there... Nanya's sort of smiling, like... (laughs) He's so silly. (laughs) Is there uh, anything else, Nanya, that you felt like would be important for us to know to get a full sense of the guild and maybe the politics? Make a persuasion check. Um, 21. I don't want this to be in the article. We were off the record. Right, right. Stop writing. My brother, he's... Ooh. This is dinner for me. <laughs> My brother, he's... um Recently coming to... Oh, it looks so good. It smells so good. Spoiler alert, we'll be taking a break. Some stags balls. <laughs> yeah. And the tea. And the <laughs> my, uh, my brother, he's recently got a, a position of greater importance in the city. Oh, I... Yes, it's... um. Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal, but uh, 
You know, I always felt that the crystals had a lot of attention within Waterdeep, and I think my brother is making that known. Um, I just want to be sure that the way this article comes off, um, I don't want there to be too much attention on my brother that is negative, of course. No, no. I um, I worry that um, I maybe say too much outside of the context of the guild. I I, I speak to some of my friends. I'm worried. Like, how did you all know to come and do this story? What brought you here? The uh, you. Sorry, just to, to to quickly double back. You speak to your friends about the goings on. Well, it's just, I I mean, I only work here uh, two years, but my brother, he's been working here his his entire adult life, and no reporters come to do stories on the Dumb Sweepers Guild. I'm just curious what brought you here now. Well, you see, we are a new outfit, and as we are providing the guilds we wanted um, in our first article, you know, something that would really grab people's attention. And everybody loves an underdog. And if there's not an underdog guild here with the Dung Sweepers, then I'm not renowned I, I, journalist Paul okay. Quatt Dean Tor. Thank you. Thank you. deception check? Five. Yeah. I mean, I uh, you are a fine journalist who I've heard of. Thank you. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm a concern for my brother. I want to make sure that this isn't some sort of hit piece. Oh, no, no, no. Nanya, I think since you are his family, we level with you off the record off the record you keep it that one's not writing no, right now not writing and we got to be quiet jeez but I can I send you a secret message can I cast Kendrick my Kendrick sure, message sure. Yeah. just so Jason doesn't hear anything are you going to text me something no sorry <laughs> just oh I don't have to <laughs> I have a message. I just wanted to not text you. Yeah, um, I said you whisper into a wire. Yeah. Oh, dope. Okay. So I take out the wire and I whisper, we work for the Harpers and we are here oh, yeah. to... What's happening? Um, and we are here to make sure that your brother is safe in his job. Okay, um, okay, I, I hope that the article turns out well. Can I send another message? I love a cantrip. Yeah, it's a cantrip. Yeah, okay. Nothing has happened yet, and nothing will happen. We just need to make sure that all, all the appropriate boxes are checked. Nervous when I 
You know, it's it's a part of being a politician. He's we don't think he's in danger. We don't want him to be Roll a perception check. Perception is 14. As you're having this conversation, you notice walking very slowly by the office door is Jason with a coffee mug, just like walks over to the coffee station. Uh-huh. Every so often, we'll just sort of like glance back at the door, like very slowly, adds cream and sugar. Even though I'm using what message? It's still whispered. Like what okay. he's noticed, you gather, is the fact that you all stop talking at normal toads. <laughs> trying to be sneaky. Um, can I say uh, yes, Jason? No, no, I'm just getting my coffee. Will you be interviewing me soon? <laughs> you are next, buddy. Great. Just go back to your office. Get back to work. Okay. <laughs> Goes back to his office. I think I handled that well. Uh, Nanya, we are here to protect your family. We are not here to to cause any mischief or bring any light to your brother's safety. Say mischief. That's the same word. <laughs> it's okay, for example. Okay. I I'm just a nervous because I know I know that he's Jack whispered, he's a masked lord, but he <laughs> mouthed it, so he's very subtle in real life. I have not told anyone, but I'm just asked the word maybe I implied too much. If the I word ever got out, there's something ever happened. I think your discretion has will keep your brother safe. You are doing what you can. Okay. And you are a kind spirit. I can see it. You radiate compassion. And I think you are what makes this, this guilt great. <coughs> you hear a, a spoon on ceramic. Ding, ding, ding. And you turn to see Jason with his coffee. So, uh, when are you coming to talk to me? Uh, well, Barry, um, I think this might be a great time for you to lead your first interview. Um, how about this? Um, I'd like to get a little bit more of that background data from uh, Nanya. And why don't you and Ryan uh, begin that interview? I'm sure that Jason has a lot to tell us. Well, uh, uh, so they can distract him, so I can ask these Nanya. walls tell a thousand stories. Let me tell you. I wanna, um, please let me tell you. Portrait, please. Portrait, okay. You're gonna take a portrait of me? Are you? Do you draw as well? Portrait. Oh, you have to say um, yes, please. Is it drawing a portrait of me? It's going to draw a portrait for the article. But you have to say yes, exactly right. Um, you have to say, and I'm sorry, this is just you know nimble rights. Uh, you have to say yes, yes. Please make a portrait of me. Right, right. Yes, yes, please. 
and then tap your head three times and then pose. And right, right, we'll begin the portrait. Yes, yes, please make a portrait of me, right, yeah, right, right. Yes, please. <laughs> so I will correct you for that. It's not Please sit. Can I just Well, what was it? Um, <laughs> it was, yes, yes, please. Right, right. Make a portrait of me. <laughs> yes, yes. And then tap your head three times. Nimble right business. And he repeats that. Ah. <laughs> um, Seems like he really wants this portrait. Yeah. Uh, Please. Helping Thank you. It should also wait quickly. Yeah, we should run to the guests. Yes. yes. Break. Yeah. You are down in the alley, and you've seen that face appear and disappear in the window. About uh, this is all kind of happening congruent with the uh, interview that we just watched. <laughs> what would you like to do? We've gotten the signal. You've gotten the signal to uh, enter and look around. You said you wanted to do something. Oh, yeah. Can I try something? Yeah. Let's try two different cantrips. Um, so this is a bureaucratic building, so it's probably been unlocked in the last... Make a... Make an investigation check. Natural. This lock is not the most sophisticated lock you've ever seen. In your day, the door itself is somewhat old, and uh, though the building itself is in good condition, it looks like this door has not been like reset in a long time, and the lock itself seems kind of old. What? How's he gonna try to rewind this one concentrated spot time to when it was most recently unlocked, or just shove some water in and freeze it? Make your decision. How long does the uh, rewind go for again? And for every 10 minutes that I focus on it, it goes back an hour. Okay. So if you focus on it for 10 minutes, it'll go backwards. Let it just. Yeah, press the reverse. And then the upside of these yeah. tools just yeah. okay. the upside of these tools just so you kind of know the mechanical difference. Uh, these tools will open the door without damaging the lock. Your water-based method, if it works, destroys the lock. True, but the time situation might not destroy it. Time might not destroy it. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it most likely would not destroy it. The thing that you're not sure of is how long it will last. 
And is this an indefinite, like, if you concentrate on something for, like, 20 hours, will it just keep going back in time, like, theoretically speaking? Theoretically, but it's only if you're even concentrated 20 hours. That's what I mean. But there's no, like, limit to how long back in time you can the go? Back, the payment is just that much focus. All right. Yeah. Cast I, might, I might put a limit on that. That might be where I think this cantrip is broken, is, like... If you can rewind time indefinitely, there are certain situations where, like, that is way too powerful for a cantrip. So I might cap it at 10 minutes and say that the max that you can rewind time is an hour. Okay. Cool. Let's get concentrating on a cantrip for more than 10 minutes seems really weird to me. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Got so cantrip, max time, the hour. Um, so, yeah. What would you like to do? You're outside of the store. All right. So we can. Blog it up or trust you tools. Yeah. <laughs> Blow it up, mate. Draw a little exercise that are so not get caught breaking into stuff. The word Freezing a lot sounds a little hot, I might say. Sounds like yeah. a lot draw of attention. What a lot of fun though. Alright, after you. I'll go for one more. Let's give it a try with the old thing. Roll a few tools check. Again. So it's uh, dexterity, proficiency, d20. But yeah, you use your claws. Yeah, modify claws. Oh. <laughs> plus my dexterity, plus my dexterity modifier, your proficiency modifier, added onto a d20 roll. What is that? Modifier. It's like the uh, top center part of your. Right now it's plus two, right? But it increases as you level up. Ten plus three plus two. Less than? Uh, that's everything. Very. Yeah, so you have the d20 roll plus those two numbers. Uh, cool. You bend over and spend a little bit of time, and the door. Hangs open for you. Let's, uh, let's be quiet. Remember, we're down here. Do you both have dark vision? Yeah. yeah. So you enter the room that's immediately before you is dimly lit. Uh, you can see that it is indeed used for what looks like storage. You're in a large sort of it's a it's a room sort of like this. It's open plan, and there are desks down here against one wall. You can see there is a large quantity of brooms that seem rather heavily used, as well as buckets. It looks like there is some of the equipment of the dumb sweeping trade down here that is just in storage. Um, it all looks rather like worn. Uh, you can see back in the... Uh, we're going to say... I can really set a compass for this, but we're going to say that you're looking um, eastward in the uh, southeast quarter of this space, you can see a stairway ascending up to another door. There is a few other smaller rooms with doors off of this larger space. All of those doors are currently closed. And uh, if you want to make a perception check, you can do that. Yeah, I'm going to look around and see if I notice this 
shadowy figure that I saw in the window. Roll already sign. A little bit of time has passed since you saw that figure. Okay. Should I also perception? Or do you have uh, proficiency? Do both of you have proficiency? If you have proficiency, you can do it. 10. <laughs> 19. 19. With the 10, you see everything that I just described to you. With the 19, you notice that one of these doors, the one that is sort of opposite the staircase in the northeast corner of this room, uh, it, it looks like, you know, again, there, it, it juts out into this larger open plan, and you can see this door has a padlock on it. But you don't make out a figure. You don't make out a figure, but a locked door. Uh, you see a locked door. You don't see anything else moving down here. I'll also say with a 19 perception, uh, you can hear a... You can hear a sound coming from that reason. It is faint. It's hard to tell. It might be like a... Like a pipe, like a heater or something like that. Like there's this sort of like intermittent uh, whistly, hissing, like hissing sound. Hmm. Can I get closer and check it out to see if it's? Yeah. What are you trying to determine? Uh, what the sound is? Make an investigation check. Um. Well, two. I'm fishing. There's definitely a sound behind this door. It definitely sounds like air that is moving through something at an inch. You can't determine what, uh, whether it's mechanical or organic or what. I'm I also investigate. Yeah, you can make an investigation check. More the side. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> he's not a cat. He's a human right now. I know he's a cat. Human man. Eleven. <laughs> With an 11, knowing to listen for something, uh, and also having encountered snakes before, it sounds like there's a snake in this room that every every so often is just... Is it time to blood shit up yet? ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
at this point, Yuri has not been listening, but has been getting occasional psychic impulses that the conversation is indeed proceeding. You're not getting details, you're getting like impressions. That like nothing bad is happening, but like information, deeper understanding of the situation is being revealed. Preferred would warn me something was wrong. If there was something wrong, you get a sensation that something was wrong. You just get the sensation that there's sort of like tension building as information is revealing itself. Um could we have at least like told them the names and like specific information cannot be communicated in this way. That's like the limitation I'm putting on it. Otherwise, there's no difference between right. like walking in and not. Yeah, I guess because the point where I was talking to Yuri and he was listening as Freya, then, then immediately after I asked about the description speech. So, the question is, so you you were talking to Yuri through Freya when you were in Marty Christel's office. Yes, and then immediately after that, I asked Marty for the description speech. So, but Yuri never went into Freya fully. So this is all impressions. Just wants yeah, like and briefly. It just wants the end to be like, right. and then right after that is what I asked about them. That's how, um is, is there a hole in the padlock for me to try the water? You could definitely try to, to break it. I think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, I, I, I don't know. Sure, personally. Maybe the trial. Go ahead. So you're going to just talk about a con of chat. I'm looking around. Cautiously. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm not yeah, right there. Go for it. That's <laughs> there. Um, I'm definitely not sure about this move. I'm excited. I'm letting it go ahead. I'm quite chaos. You uh, you word the water <laughs> into <laughs> the slot, and in a second you cause it to freeze and expand, and you can hear a sort of faint metallic crack, and it just hangs off of itself. So it's, this this has managed to disable this lock. It made that noise. Ish. How do you feel about snacks, Roby? I've known a few camps. I'm a big fan. I'm just hoping you're not one. Take some lock and kicks the door. Kicks the door. And so is this so you kick open the door it slams revealing a small chamber that has a little teeny window up in one side like a you know sort of celeration window and uh celery but you see that in this room there is a desk that has a few sheaves of paper loosely arranged and a quill. And in one corner, there's a cage with a winged snake in it. Uh, as expected. Hello, little friend. Uh, can I investigate the papers, see the for any valuable information? Uh, roll an investigation check. With the 12, you rifle through the papers and they're all blank. 
But you notice fitted onto the snake in the cage, there is a small kind of harness and attached to this harness is a tube of paper. Like it's fixed into it. May I use an edge now to try to retrieve it? Make an animal handle and check. Fifteen. <clears throat> Could I do this? I want to communicate. Please do. You want to what? Um, as part of my blue ranger spells, I have the primal awareness ability that gives me speak with animals. I want to talk to the snake. Parcel time. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Hemachan first. You try to work, you can summon the hand inside of the cage, but trying to position it at just the right angle, this snake senses the hand and starts to writhe and twist and make itself difficult to pin down, and your Machin does not manage to pinpoint this little piece of paper. Mm. Alright. Yes, I'm Oh, thanks. I've seen a few of these back down in the sewers. Maybe I know this guy. <laughs> I'm going to speak with animals on the snake. Uh, hello. <laughs> what do you want? Um, we are. <laughs> oh, no, little guy. Um, yes, yes, we are friends um, with the worst way to use this room. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's cool. Um, that's an 11 plus 4, 15. You know, you're not the master. Yes. Um, what's his name? What is what's his name? Uh, the um, I'm a snake. I'm not a <laughs> Yes, we're friends with your master. Um, he, he asked us to to, to grab that that note that's on my back and bring it to him uh, as a, as, a, as a favor. Uh, if you don't mind, we're just gonna grab that from you. That's what the master wants. Yes, yes. He told me just a minute ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, if you want, you can now the, the snake stops writhing, and you can remove the bandage. Goes in. You get it. You got that message. You pull it out of the cage. You see a hastily scrawled message. <laughs> That reads, reporters came this morning looking into the guild. Might be nothing. We'll report more. F. That's right, you did work for the newspapers. Didn't he? Do something? I didn't do that though, so. F. 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 F.
what other information do you think we can draw from this, this creature? Uh, you know, he didn't seem too friendly, to be quite honest. Uh, there's a struggle getting that note off of him. Uh, what else do you think? I mean, I, I don't... It's a, it's a snake. I don't think he knows names. <laughs> Good lead. Um, so there's nothing else in the room. Just hey, 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 buddy. Um, where, where? This isn't your home. Where? If I were to, where, if I were to let you out of this cage, where were you going to bring that message to? Towers. 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 The towers. Old towers. Home towers. Old towels. Get it into your feet like skulls. Old towels in the celery cellar. Old towers. Home towers. Home towers. So I would do what I know. Are there any towers? I mean, we can also have plenty of towers in this city. Towers. Insane check. Oh, that's a seven. Uh, there are many towers in this city. Okay. And they could all be somebody's home. Shit. This doesn't narrow down your search. Um, oh my god. He said, you know, he said he goes to the home towers. I don't know who he's trying to bring this message to. I think I might know. I have no idea, at least. It's two possible outcomes. Mm-hmm. He missed quite a bit. I think down the sewers. There's a man and his frog. We've been looking, at, looking for him for some time. A doppelganger. A man named Frog. Do you think we could let this hang out and follow him? <laughs> a boy named Frog. A man named Frog. Hmm. Boy named Frog. What if we let him out and follow him? We could follow him. It's not a bad idea. I, mean, I think we'd be abandoning our <laughs> mission here, but wait for our friends. We could write them. Mm-hmm. Replace the message. We could replace the message with a different one. But snakes can't read. Snakes can't read. No. As far as I know. We could. We could. We could request a meeting. In a message, and then uh, expose whoever this person is communicating outside information. That's true. Either follow the sign to the master of the towers. Um, oh, I can talk to Fire. Yeah. Um, I give you Marvin. Freya starts like, oh, oh, God, oh, oh, Freya. Um, I mean, you're, this is happening just as your conversation with Nanya is concluding. Yeah. Freya starts freaking out in your hands. And now, yes. oh, excuse me. Uh, with with Chapa, we're with Chapa now. Um, this is what Freya does. Mm-hmm. Okay, the spider is pointing to, the, to its chest. Little ears up by its head, and then chest, and then ears. Ears. Looking. Okay, this is way too heavy for more eyes for a spider. <laughs> 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 
spindly. Exactly. Your your arms are not spindly enough. Okay. Or are you doing like a Charlotte's Web situation where you are? Is there a role? That is gonna take some time. Is there a role to make for spider shine? What I will say is this. You sent Chuck and Bang Bang off to go interview Jason. Yeah. Without you. Yes. So you're by yourself at the moment. Yeah. You two are walking into the office of Jason and Lily Slipper. Please take seats. Well done. Oh, thank you. And yes, indeed, this office bears almost no signs of business being done whatsoever. It is very well decorated, is very clean, is very presentable. There is on the desk a uh, stone that is resting in a, a stone, a stone resting in a, a metal pedestal. And that is sort of like the thing around which this desk seems to uh, focus. There is some like paper next to it. And as you're walking into the room, you can see the stone just start to and it starts to glow a little bit and vibrate. And Jason says, one second. And he goes and he picks up the stone. Drum Sweepers Guild Castle Ward, how may I help you? Okay. Okay, yes, I'll tell him. Yes, to the C word, yes. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye. And he puts the stone back in the pedestal. So convenient to have the pedestal. And takes a little piece of paper, makes it, writes off a quick note. Nanya, you got a, uh, a request of a cleanup in the sea ward. And he just walks out of the office for a second, passing a message over to Nanya. We have a few seconds here in this office, Chuck and Bang Bang. Do you want to do anything? Um, can I look at the stone? Can I just do a quick investigation? Make an investigation, Chuck. Um, uh, 15. Uh, it seems to be a sending stone of some kind. It doesn't look like a stone gore. No. Uh, this stone is sort of aquamarine in color, and whereas the stone of gore is sort of this, like, ovoid thing that fits nicely in a palm, this is, it looks sort of like an artistic, uh, minimalist phone, like what we would understand as, like, a telephone receiver. And it fits just so into this. Stone numb too. Okay, can I look at the papers that are on the desk? At the moment, they just seem to be. Uh, you're looking at them. Make a quick perception check. You can hear him start to walk. Dirty back. twenty. With a dirty twenty, you can see that it is mostly just notes about various pieces of like various requests. Bits of information that Jason has jotted down that various other guilds and uh, ward representatives have passed on to the Dung Sweepers Guild. Basically, they're like requests okay. being made for cleanups and you know where they feel like attention needs to be focused within. Okay, can I do one last quick thing? Um, are there any... Jason's just walking into the room. It's going to have to be a very high DC if you're... What are you doing? I want to see if there's any snake I can feet around. Make a perception check. 
Nice. You make out there. There are indeed several pieces of art yeah. decorating the walls of this room. There is some phallic imagery, mm-hmm. but and some of it is indeed snake-like because it is sort of phallic imagery. Yeah, but. Uh, you read this as more like for one second. I just need to make sure. It's more traditional like Cormirian uh, fertility statues. Got it. That sort of stuff. Um, Not Zen snake iconography. Nothing that is overtly Zen-ish. a little tacky. Okay. I'm crossing off my note that says stone pedestal. It's just a stone. So, you work for the Waterdeep Throat Review. Review, yes. I've never heard of you. <laughs> uh, but that name is delicious. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, so, you want to know more about the Dung Sweepers Guild? Well, you came to the right place. I want to know the ins and outs, ups and downs of what makes this little guild tech, and you seem like the guy that'll be able to tell me all about it. I mean, look, if I'm being honest, the Dung Sweepers Guild begins and ends with the Dung Sweepers. Mm. Uh... It's not a very sexy answer, but it's true. This whole city would probably come to a screeching halt if the dung sweepers weren't out there wiping all the filth off of the off of the ground, keeping it keeping the sewers running, um, and sweeping that dung. Sweeping the dung, and as much as I hate to admit it, I think that Marty has done a fine job since he's taken up <clears throat> the role of president. What did you, uh, well, how long have you been working here? Did you ever work with the old president? Me? Oh, yeah. I started under Rudy, and uh, let me tell you, that guy's got some skeletons in his closet. Look, on how many skeletons? Well, Chris and Chad. Um, fourteen. That's going to have to be a conversation off the record and out of the premises. We can go for a walk in the back alley. I'm on the clock. We can set up a date for a later time. That sounds great. Perfect. I will make a note of that. You can contact me. Chuck, shall I add this? No, no, no. Professional calendar. Personal, right, right? Right, right away. <laughs> Listen, right you're doing a uh, profile for the guild, mm-hmm. and here's what I have to say. Uh, Mr. Christelle has done a wonderful job of supporting the Dung Sweepers and making this an overall better place to work, blah, blah, blah. Um, Harold Best, uh, Daddy's Little Boy, he's doing a great job. He'll probably be the president someday, too, but has to serve his time as vice president. Um... Yeah, that's the boring stuff. 
what's the non-boring stuff? Well, you're the, you're the office gossip. What's the hottest gossip? I don't know. What's the type of article you're writing? And what's in it for me? I can... We want the honest view of the Downstreetpers Guild, and that might be saying things you. off the record. We are more than happy to keep things off the record. Look, keep things anonymous. Start off the record. Why don't we start with Nonia and her bottle of Grey Wool? The almost that just seems to find its way to her cup of coffee as soon as she walks into the office. Mm. I didn't say anything. Yeah, and I, didn't, and I didn't hear it. Right, right. Don't write that down. Yeah, don't write that down. What about Harold? What about Harold? Does he have any gossip that surrounds him or besmirches his name? Twelve. Like, almost before you can even get the words out of your mouth. Sonny is like, he's small, so he's not just leaning, or sorry, Jason is small, so he's not just leaning across his desk, he's like sort of half, like on top of it, like crawling across it. Right. Have you ever been to the sleeping city? Just yeah. roll a roll a history check. I have such a good idea. I think two. I mean, I'm sorry. I think nine. Nine. Can I also roll for that? What I know from. Yeah, yeah. Roll, uh, roll a history check. The right times. The sweet beats. Ten. Wow, I'm just going fast tonight. <laughs> So he looked at these, like, lets that question hang. Have you ever been to the sleeping state? And you two just sort of wide eye him. Well, uh, clearly you haven't gotten to the uh, more risque parts of Waterdeep. But, how dare you? Let's just say I was in the pleasure rooms of the sleeping state. And. I can't confirm it, but I'm pretty sure I saw Harold Best servicing a line of patrons that went around the corner and down the stairwell, if you know what I mean. Servicing? Oh, yeah. And guys, it gets so good. The reason why I can't confirm it... He was wearing a mask in the style of a masked lord of water. But I would recognize his hair and Harold's hair. Yeah. What does Harold's hair look like? And like as he's saying that, you like you hear someone like kind of burst through the door of the office. And you hear him say, you hear this this person come in and just say, Damien, good to see you. Hey, how's everyone doing? And you see this halfling sort of stride by and go up the stairs and you see this like 
perfectly coiffed and manicured blonde hair on just like the most the bluest side, like stockiest halfling that you've ever seen wearing like the most boxy suit with the gray tie of the Dung Sweepers Guild with like a little pin on it of a broom uh, starting to walk up the stairs followed quickly behind by a a younger halfling with straw-colored hair, uh, bowl cut, and a uh, like very ill-fitting white short-sleeve shirt with a tie that hasn't been tied quite properly, so like the under part hangs below the wider part. Sunny. Uh, just like following this person up the stairs, and Damien starts to follow this person up the stairs, and is like, uh, Mr. Best, Mr. Best, uh, there's someone... And you kind of lose track of this conversation. That hair. I can see that hair. Anyway. Exactly. Very interesting to talk to this man. Well, Jason, you've been nothing but helpful with the um, with all you provided me. And if you want to, this was this was off the record. Absolutely, nothing was written. Right, right, right. <laughs> Portrait only. Portrait only. Good. They have a good eye for that. I. Uh, sure. Emma, if you would like to ever need to talk extremely off the record, I can give oh, you my I information. Love to do that. And I, I live in the North Ward. Troll Skull Manor. North Ward would have pegged you for the Southern. Originally. Just like to drop into a drawer at his desk. <laughs> originally from the Southern Ward, but I've recently had a, a change of my ways. <coughs> My character voice, I'm sorry, my character voice hurts me sometimes. That's okay. You can be a little different. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to do a character voice that hurts you. It's okay. It's just, it's like the spirit of chop that moves through me. Um, I do a lot of NPC voices that I I feel (laughs) excited. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Anyways, we're talking with Jason. Jason, um, I live up in the North Ward. You can come by, or I often am seen at the uh, the Yawning Portal. What type of information are you looking for exactly? I just want to make the most nuanced article possible. And I feel like I can only do that. About the Dome Sweepers. About the Dome Sweepers Guild and its history and politics. And you seem like you have your fingers to the pulse of every single vein. You are... You are the life force of the office. It's clear. You have gravitas about you. I don't know. I mean... Maybe, but I... <laughs> I don't so, uh, are we done here? I feel like I nailed it. I think you nailed it. Right, right? Show us the portrait. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I don't have a beard. <laughs> I thought it meant she. <laughs> <laughs> um... 
I wouldn't like that to appear in your uh, magazine. <laughs> That's also off the record. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. Very? Very. Right, right. They're all right. Okay. Does, Harold went upstairs. Does Harold have fish in here? Uh, no. Harold is clean shaven, although you would not have seen a spider. Yeah. Can I go up and find Harold? Yeah, so as you're exiting this office, you see Damien coming down. Uh, Mr. Best is just getting situated in his office, but um, if you want, you can talk to Sonny. Absolutely. Okay. Bring me Sonny. You. Oh, I want to see my wig up so bad. <laughs> You're led upstairs, and you can see that, like, at the top of those stairs was Marty's office. Across from that, you can see another office door that's currently closed, but outside of it, there is like a student's desk that has been set up, and you see this sweet little halfling boy sitting in it. <laughs> With just like a little pad of paper, who's just like, hi there. Wait, he's an, like an actual or aged person? Or make a perception check. Like he's enjoying a child? No, no, no. Okay. Make a perception check. Good morning, sirs. Yeah. Good morning, Good morning sirs. I'm just a little boy. Oh. Like a little Agnes. 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 Agnes is great. He is not a boy, but he is not a man either. Lies. <laughs> He's, He's probably like in his. He's a teenager of some kind. Like, it doesn't seem weird to anyone that he's working here. I'm trying to communicate in as many ways as possible that this isn't like some weird child labor. (laughs) He's he's okay to be working here, but he is very young. And he's got like little spots of acne. Uh, Like I said, kind of a bowl cut, straw hair situation. Ill-fitting, kind of boxy, short, short-sleeved collared shirt with a tie, um, khakis. I assumed everyone was just in tantalizing. This seems also happening. Like, no, our missing friend. No, no, no. This doesn't seem to be like. I mean, halflings are very normal in Waterdeep, um, but. Coming up the stairs, you can see this sort of bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, sunny gomer. Just like, hi, you want to ask me some questions? Well, hello there. Would you like a piece of candy? <laughs> what are you you candy? Bang, bang, get some candy. I mean, right, right, get some Make a... Make a deception check with disadvantage. Well, because I said... No, he's a fantasizer. <laughs> Because I said bang bang or because I said candy? <laughs> Deception? Yeah. <laughs> 14. Just a moment. I'm nervous. <laughs> 
<laughs> is, uh, his name's Bang Bang or Right Right? <laughs> it's Right Right. Okay. I was more saying, were you joking about that candy, though? I don't know. Right Right, do you have any candy? Uh, I was joking about the candy. I picked up candy as one of the things that I just like randomly take up and keep in mind. If anybody in this part carries, I'm gonna say just roll a straight D twenty. It's new. Cool. Uh, I have a I have a big DC. I have a DC in my head. If you roll above it, you have candy on you randomly. Fourteen. You don't have any candy on you. Okay. Oh, I take out some nuts and bolts. <laughs> Would you like um, some robot candy? I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, I hear your Same name is uh, Little Sunny. Oh, just Sunny. Just I, Sunny. I prefer not to be called Little. That's actually kind of de- demeaning. I, I'm sorry. I'm not the tallest man. I'm, I'm in gay after. Who are y'all? I'm Barry. And... Right, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> right, right. I, uh... Oh, shit, what do y'all want to talk to me about? You. And your job. And the wonderful dumb super skills that you work for. How did you oh, get to work here? And do I you like came working to work here? here thanks to Mr. Bass. I owed all to him. He, uh, he... He's the best. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. He uh, he gave me this job. He said that he needed an assistant. I was working at a different place at the time. I was just working at a, uh, well, <laughs> it was a candy store. <laughs> no, it was not. Yes, it was. Candy. Um, I was. I was an employee of this place at the time. And he came in and he said that I was a go-getter. Mm. And he asked me if I wanted a job in politics. And I said I didn't rightly know what that meant. And he said I was hired. Oh, and, uh, oh cool, cool. I've been working oh. for him ever since. How long has that been? Oh, it's not been very long. We've only been... I, I've been working for the Dung Sweepers now for maybe... Uh, like three ten days. Oh, oh, you are fresh faced today. So you have the newest perspective about the dog sweepers. What happened? What, uh, did he have an assistant before you three ten days ago? I think so. Hmm, interesting. Do you know why he came into your place of work? Candy? To get some candy. He saw you and he said, you're a go-getter. Yes, and, uh, what do you think of... He said I had a sweet face. Sweet face, yes. And what kind of work do you do here? Well, I mostly just help out Mr. Bass. Mm-hmm. I, I help him keep his schedule mm-hmm. and make sure he gets to his appointments on time. I come in and uh, I help keep his office tidy. Mm-hmm. And I help around the office in general. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, is that a good enough answer? Oh, I think that's great. And what about your other employees? Do they uh, did they welcome you with 
Everyone's been really nice. Mr. Christelle has been especially welcoming. I don't have very many dealings with him. He seems to be a very busy man. But uh, he's also been very kind, as has his sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Jason's real fun. Um, we, he likes to tease me sometimes, I think. But uh, yeah, no, it's a really nice place to work. I feel it's more serious than anything I've done before. Mm-hmm. What about Janice? I heard that's another. Story. I haven't. Um, Janice is one of the dome sweepers. Is that right? Mm, yes, yes. She's the ops manager, operations manager of her. No, no. No, uh, is that Nanya? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Christelle's sister is the operations manager. I've heard of Janice, though. She's one of the crew heads. That's what I meant, yes. Yes. I, but you haven't met her. She's come in a few times, but we haven't had any, like, conversations. She seems just, you know, like, good at her job. I don't know. We, she doesn't talk all that much. Usually if she's coming in, it's just to give a report if something went strange on the job or mm-hmm. if she encountered some sort of difficulty. Most of the dumb sweepers don't often come by the offices unless there's been a problem or if they need more equipment or something like that. How have you been by lately? I haven't seen her. I, I mean, like I haven't been here very long. I've only seen her a couple of times. The the crew heads come by more often than just the regular old dumps. I don't see many of the actual employees mm-hmm. who are out there on the streets. Usually, they'll just report to a job site and work, and then go home. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember when the last time she came in was, though? You said it wasn't very often. Do you remember when the last time Janice was in? Um, uh, maybe like seven or eight days ago. Okay. There was there was folks coming in, or uh, I mean. The uh, Liars Night's a, a big night of the year for us because there's people out there causing all sorts of mischief. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's all the bonfires and stuff, you know? So there's a lot of cleaning that needs doing. I love table. Sorry, when did the explosion outside our mansion happen? <laughs> Happened on the second of Uptar. Okay, okay. Great. Yeah. Um, well, Sunny, you've seen. You haven't, by the way, haven't seen any dung sweepers come to clean that up. Oh, yeah. Um, mainly because it's still like an active crime scene. Great. Cool. cool. And it hasn't been very much time. That only happened like. Four days ago. Is everybody still dumping their shit in the crime zone? No, I mean, like, I, the, the guard presence around y'all's house has been markedly increased. Um, it's hard to kind of, like, make that felt sometimes in a game that stretches out over months and months, but... Yeah, every time that you go home now, you, like, oftentimes will have to go through, like, one or two, like, barricades. Not Maybe not barricades, but you'll, like, you'll encounter city watchmen who will, like, see you, recognize you as the 
residents of Trollskull Manor and not stop you, but you have seen a lot of people in the area, like, who don't seem to have any normal business there be stopped and, like, briefly questioned before they're allowed to pass. Um, there's a big uptick in police activity around y'all's place. Cool. A little side note. No. Off table. How long ago did Marty say that he like became an escort and started feeling like the weird stuff started? About two ten days ago. Ten days after this kid got just saying. Can I rejoin the investigators? This interview has been going apace. We rejoin you as you are all leaving the room to go and start interviewing Jason as Yuri Spider has started to do a show. What are you trying to communicate? I'm trying to communicate me and Todd found a letter. Or just trying to let me know I'm going to meet up with him as soon as possible. Because we have a plan. We're trying to carry through with it, but we need them. <laughs> also, it's okay if you want to have it in 10 minutes. Thing says that I can cast it for an hour. Is the cap. Do you still want to stick a 10 minute cap? So the max, you can focus on it for an hour and bring things back 10 hours? Bring things back 6 hours. It's 10 minutes for every hour. Oh. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So one hour focusing on something for an hour is difficult. But so yeah, it's a it's a I don't really even use that. Yeah, yeah. So that's the challenge. I also figure out how to add it to my character sheet with very Can you make an insight check to see if you can understand what this uh, spider is trying to communicate to you? Eight. Yes. You get the sense that Yuri has something to share with you. I can't make any sense of it, but I'm going to try to find Yuri. Uh, How do you do that? Well, last that you know, Yuri and Rumble were out in the alley. Yeah, you're going to put um, Freya down on the ground and say, I'm leaving to you, and I'm going to follow Freya. Okay. So you follow Freya out. Can you make a self check for Freya? For Freya? No, I can't. How stealthy is she? She wasn't very stealthy now. So I'm going to cast guidance on myself now. Okay. I'm going to say, God, I hope whatever he has to say is good. <laughs> I drew you a big shot. Um, very nice. 15. So Freya scuttles out of Nanya's office and down the hall. You walk by and see Jason leaning over his desk, talking in very close terms with Right, right, slash bang, bang, and shock. Um, but you keep going. Freya leads Choppa down a hallway into a door, walks underneath, goes underneath the uh, gap in that door. I open the door. It leads into a cellar. You both hear the door open. 
uh, above in this space. You're still in this little room where the winged snake is, but you see, or you hear rather, a heavy figure start to come down the stairs. You, in, yeah, in front of you, know it's Sean. Um, at this point, you could probably zap out of Freya because Freya can lead Choppa back. It's like hanging up the phone call so you can see each other. The three of you now are in the cellar together and you've gone unnoticed. Um, great. Uh, so we got something to show. What we found? We open the little door and point him towards the sink. Centaur snake. Yeah. Interesting. Impressive, huh? Yes. It seems that uh, the snake was a messenger and someone had written a message. That tracks. Do you have a plan? Uh, Tracked the snake to the master. The snake has already said that it would bring the note to the master. Follow the snake and find the mole. Very interesting. I. I think the mole wrote the letter on his name. Oh, yes, exactly. So your idea gives me an idea. What if instead of tracking the snake, you kill it? But, not now. So here's my idea that I just came up with just now, in two seconds since you told me. Uh, well, here he is. So I'm wrong call right now. Uh, just. Uh, oh, did you happen to find a note or anything? Yeah, you told me about the note. Good. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, by the way, did you find a note? I'm sitting tightly coiled. It's a messenger snake. It's a messenger snake. Dip the note in water. It will be ruined. Oh, send it. Right. Now, so <laughs> then we put everything back to the it. We, uh, I think we broke the lock. <laughs> oh, I can fix it. Don't worry about that. But, uh, then we, uh, you know, go about do our business. And then we, uh, maybe Rumble, the sniper, finds a spot overlooking this area and waits to see the snake fly out, presumably with a new message having been you know, um, replaced from the destroyer with water. Because it could have happened anyhow. It doesn't mean to be restricted We throw water on the snake. No, so we ruin this message, and then the mole has to write a new message. But they'll know someone came in and destroyed the message. Okay. But it doesn't matter, because what we're going to do is they write a new message, and we wait for the snake to leave, kill the snake as it's flying away. Get that message and see what it says. In the first interview, Chuck mentioned to Nanya that uh, Nanya that uh, we are with the Harpers. We conducted, and we know that anything she knows, Jason will know, and vice versa, or can assume that. All right. Same thing with Harold. And the assistant. At least everything the assistant knows, Harold knows. So we let slip to Harold that we are working with the city watch. Yeah, secretly. Hold on. You're asking. <laughs> um, 
Exactly, that's why I'm trying to say yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just my idea. And, and then we do the same thing with the last one, this, uh, with Janice. Uh, and we mentioned that we're with the Lord's Alliance. So then, when they rewrite the letter, they'll include the more information that they have. So it'll be like, reporters came. They're with the city watch. And then, no, it's Harold. Or the little kid. Interesting. What do they call this? You, uh, not entrapment, but you, uh... Yeah. Yes. That's how you catch a mole. That's how you catch a mole. You feed them information. Mm. You think that something, um... Okay. Uh... I would like to fix the, the lock, regardless of whatever else we're doing. How do you fix the lock? I lock in the right time. I've given you two powerful, let's say, you can break a lock and then and unbreak it. it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do a little bit of time wizard. Yeah. What we're going to have a conversation about your little water-breaking lock time reversal thing. <laughs> but what I will do is give you a point of inspiration because I think in general the whole water lock shaking yes. thing is clever. Yes. It's a good example of lateral thinking. Um, we should get a bunch of locks and test freezing water in them and see what it does. And if it makes them open, then it can keep working. So it's almost 10. <laughs> Not right now, but you can do this because I've in my head I've come up with a way to like try and balance this so that like a lock has a certain DC. It is going to always, no matter what, be harder for you to pick a lock with water, and some locks are going to be unpickable with water. You roll a twenty-five to do that, so. And, and like above board, that DC on that lock was twenty. So I've just been like blanket adding five to a DC when you're doing a like water pick. So <laughs> if a lock has a twenty DC, you would need to roll a twenty-five. It's like when I tried to smash a lock with my hammer. Like, so I can try just to be really fucking hard. It's going to be a lot harder, and no matter what, it will destroy the lock. Unless everyone. Unless you rewind time. This is the this is the hole that I need to fix. It is a pretty that's a pretty extensive rewind time Like no, like I'm it's cantrips. Oh, it's cantrips. Yeah, it's all cantrips. Well, it doesn't say like you meant it. Doesn't say you fix things. It just says it. But I can be killed very easily. Well, this is where the spell can be a little bit broken and why I need to. But anyways, I don't want to get sidetracked because we're short on time. What's the mending? Can't Yes. <laughs> yes, you can fix the lock with mending. Great. I do so. Otherwise, break it again. No! It takes a minute every time I have to do that. As that conversation is happening, you. you all have moved up to start talking with Sunny. So it's just the two of you, mm-hmm. no chocolate. Mm-hmm. But you all, you three are downstairs now. You have fixed the lock. You have communicated the situation. You two are still unaware of the situation downstairs. And what I would like for you two to do is, so where, where did we leave off with that interview? 
Um, Sunny was saying how Janice. Yeah. And that he often doesn't see the sweet mercy, but he's only working for two weeks. Yeah. So, um. What else can I say for you? I, uh. Can we figure out if he's actually as folksy as he seems to be? Like, is this an act? Make an inside check. Yeah. Oh, this. Oh, now I see what you're saying. Not great. 11. Uh, this boy's as cornbread as they come. I wish Um, Sonny, can we speak to your boss? I feel like we really need his viewpoint to make this article crucially authentic. Oh, well, of course, yeah, sure. Uh, he kind of, like, scoots back from his little, uh, student's desk and knocks on the door that's right next to it. Uh, Mr. Bass? Mr. Bass, are you ready to see them reporters? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, send them right in. Send them right in. I'm all set, Sonny. Thank you, son. Didn't you have a Swedish accent? No. no. If, I, if I did a Swedish accent, yeah. it goes to me because that's a hard accent to know. Um, but that's fine. But no, I was going for something a little more Waterdelvian. Got it. Do you mean Brooklyn? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, Sonny opens the door for you. Mm-hmm. And you see seated behind a desk is this well-coiffed, very put-together, halfling male. Uh, his desk is well-ordered. Behind it are bookshelves with uniform, leather-bound books that you can see. It's basically like an encyclopedia set, like a favorite encyclopedia. Um, in the in the various canon works of favorite authors, and he's just sitting there. He's got his feet up on the desk. Welcome. I'm Harold Best. What can I do for you? I understand that you are reporters with the Water Deep Throat Review. <laughs> I am not aware of this publication. What can you tell me about it? Well, I can tell you this. We're new, upcoming, fresh. We're here to speak the, you know, to the true beauty that is our guild system in Waterdeep. And we wanted to start with the most salt of the earth one, the Diamond Sweepers. Okay. I like the sounds of that story. The, the Dung Sweepers are a uh, integral part of Waterdeep society. I've been, I've been, I've been, I, I've heard this. Yes, and uh, I want to know what you think is. Uh, sorry, can you, Sully? Can you please bring these down to Nanya, please? She needs to have these. Uh, what are those? Uh, you just see like a stack of papers. Oh. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Sure. And Sonny walks across the room, and as he does, he trips over the carpet. Can you both make a perception check for me, hopefully? 
trips and uh, staggers and catches himself before completely falling over and just like, oops, daisy, okay. Uh, and then he gathers up those papers and uh, takes them out of the room. Uh, Sunny, close the door behind you, please. The door closes. So, uh, what do you think of Marty? He's an excellent president. He's doing a great job. The uh, the employees love him. And uh, I heard you've been working here for a long time, and your father. Was here. Yeah, no, I, yeah, my dad, uh, Rudy Best. I know the story. Uh, Daddy's little boy. Uh, um, yeah, you think that's no. accurate. Uh, I think the criticism's fair. Look, I've been doing this job as long as I've been able to hold a broom. Uh, started down in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Worked my way up here. Did I have a few helping hands? Yeah, of course. My dad was the guilt present. But uh, he made sure I started from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And um, look, Marty won the election fair and square. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, uh, uh, you know, the employees seem real, uh, real happy with uh, everything he's doing for the guild. And uh, what parts of the, uh, or I, I could imagine you've seen quite a lot of things working, you know, <laughs> as a dung sweeper. Sure. Do you think that... Uh, seen a hundred different kinds of shit. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is right, right? I'm Barry, by the way. I never introduced myself. Barry? Barry. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. I, uh... Right, right? Okay. Right, right. Does it understand this? Oh, yes. Right, right is the highest model of Nimble rights are stenographer and portraiture. Would you like your portrait made? Um, you see him sort of like trying to surreptitiously look in a reflective, like he has a, a picture on his on his desk. You see him just sort of like trying to get a little like, yeah, yeah, no, that'd be fine. Okay. And you see him just like sort of erect himself a little bit more and sit a little bit more still and like try to find his good angle to write right. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Very beautiful. Very so. Do you have any more uh, questions? I, uh, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Love people. I'm tired. I will say it, it's approaching ten, so I'm going to try to wrap this up. Kind of okay. I feel like there's like one final question that my brain is just not hitting. It's okay. A way to do it. Um, where do you get? Where'd you find Sunny? I found him working in a candy store. Candy store. Yeah. And uh, how did he get here? Look, I went into the store a few times. I've got a sweet tooth. 
You can see now that there is indeed a candy dish on the desk that has like some caramels wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a good kid. I uh, talked with him a few times, learned a little bit about his history. You know, he was in the orphanages at our time. Thought I'd just help him give him a hand up. Mm-hmm. It's, it ends. Under, like the lollipop, so to speak. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the metaphor I would use. He's a hard-working kid. Look, he's a little bit uh, green, but um, hard work means something in this this line of work. And uh, he's an orphan. Apparently, from the field where it ended up working for, you know, public eye. That's quite a story. I'm, uh, I mean, he's not in the public so much. No. He's only been here a couple weeks, a couple ten days. But this is, you know, he's a real rags to riches story works. I can feel it happening. Look, um, finding people who are loyal to you. It's a powerful thing. Have you had a lot of issues with that? Working in politics, people not... Yeah, of course. I mean... People, uh... People want to do by, right by themselves. They want to get a leg up. Um, I understand that. I want the same. But, uh... Look... If you could look to Sonny as anything, look to him as an example of the good work that the Dung Sweepers Guild can do to lift even the lowest members of Wadadee up to a good standard of living. Beautiful. I'm call you on that. Uh, right, right. Yes, that'd be a really good quote. Maybe like one of those punch out lines. Punch out lines. Right, right. Get on the punch out line. Okay. You guys should do some insight before you leave. Just see that is straight. Can I roll insight? You can always roll insight. Didn't feel too bad. You just suggest. You guys can always roll insight. Yeah. You can you can lead the, you can create the roles you want to roll. Uh, eight. So, Harold's uh, being honest. It's being a straight shooter. That's eight insights we're getting. Well, they just close up there. Okay. Jack, I don't know if you have an ending session in mind, but it be. Uh, the last thing that Chaka can do that would be a nice little one. Just come back to me before oh, after we wrap everything else up. I want to see if there's any more questions that you have for Carol. Um, you haven't got him off the record on anything. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to do this delicately because he seems so important. I don't know if he would say stuff off the record. How are you going to persuade a guy who's saying everything right? Say something wrong. Okay. Um, 
you know, it's it's quite interesting that uh, you continue to work here and you still have such a good working relationship with Marty after you guys ran against each other. It must have been hard taking that hit. Like I said, uh, you ran a great campaign. Uh, more power to him. More power to him. Do you think that you could be you would be doing anything differently if you were currently president. Roll a persuasion check. Uh, 16. Look, um, And this can be off the record. Yeah. Yeah, let's say this is off the record. Marty's a good guy. At all. Mm-hmm. But... He's, uh, he's idealistic. He, uh, he doesn't understand how important this guild is to Wadi. Mm. You know, nothing runs through this city that doesn't run through shit first. Mm. He doesn't really get that. He's all just, oh, we'll give everybody a better paycheck. Oh, we'll give everybody Claricat. He's running this guild into the ground. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, the ground. Look, he's, uh, I'm just waiting here for maybe a year or two down the line when we've got to go to the treasurer and see whether we can continue to afford some of these things. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. You know, that was one thing that my father always understood very well is that at the end of the day, you've got to be able to not just pay your employees, you've got to be able to make good for the city of Waterdeep. Mm. What specific parts of the city of Waterdeep? Look, I'm not going to tell you how this game is played, but um, let's just say if you don't play by the rules, someone's going to foul you. So, your method is to not play by the rules. Oh, no. No, no, no. You misunderstand me. I'm saying this guy Marty comes in here. He's trying to just throw out the rule. Oh, that's trying to come up with a whole new game. I see what you're saying. I'm not good at sports, sorry. But he's new to all of this. The Christelle family, who the fuck are they? The best have been in water deep politics. Time or centuries, yeah. You are the one that knows how this city runs best. You actually know what has to happen. Born and raised. Where is he from? Did you ever ask that? No, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, who does he care about? Mm. Not no. a true water delvian like you are. No. No. So Not you- born and raised. He's, uh, he's from the southern. Mm. Mm. 
I'm from the Southern Ward, but that's neither here nor there. Look, there's a lot of really good people that live in the Southern Ward. Okay. So you think a lot of good dumb sweepers live in the Southern Ward? You think he cares about them? Mm. So you're waiting for Marty to basically realize he'll make a mistake. He'll slip up, but he's doing the you know. So you're waiting for oh, him. He's doing a good job. Hey. Yes, he's doing a good job. Doing a good job. Hey, we all love Marty. Off record. Sorry. Off record. You're waiting for him to trip a little bit, and then here he'll be, and you'll be able to take over and well, leave the guild. Everyone out. loves a steady hand. Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I'm so interested that again. <laughs> Can you describe it for the listeners audience? <laughs> um, sort of. A- Shaking fist. Sort of shake wave motion. Steady hand. You know, Mr. Fest, I really appreciate all that you have to say to me. And if you uh, ever listen, um, this was a nice conversation. If things ever change here, we'd love to have you back and then maybe have a have a different conversation about what the Dung Sweepers Guild is really all about. Catch mm. what I'm saying? Catching what you're saying. Uh, and the change would be you in charge again, or the change would be... I didn't say that. No? No? I didn't say that. No. No, you didn't say that at all. But it was good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. you got a big, bright future in journalism. I'm very charismatic. <laughs> she was. <laughs> and this is uh, right, right. Don't forget. Say goodbye to right, right. Say goodbye to right, right. Is that like the bye bye, right, right? <laughs> Good job, right, right. It's just way to try. The part of the service is the, it's the turn down service of conversation. Okay, okay, great. Um. Uh, good luck writing your little. Uh, sorry, good luck writing your article. Um, and uh, hey, I hope uh, I hope we have more more brilliant conversations in the future. Um, oh, I know where to find you. Sweepers Guild. That's right. You'll find me right here. I close the door. Swamp kind of um, send Sonny up here. Oh, uh, Sonny. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. And Sonny kind of goes into the office. Close the door. I want to pause outside the door and see if I can hear what is exchanged in there. Roll perception checks. Oh, my God. Seven. You hear hush tones as though they're having a conversation. Oh shit. <laughs> Can um, the downstairs gang reunite with the upstairs gang so we share our insult before the end of the session? Um, you're downstairs. These two have not inserted themselves into the situation whatsoever. Well, that's good. 
Yeah, yeah. Many suspicious. Maybe the chopper will go back upstairs and will leave. Um, you don't think you've got any more sneaking about to do? Well, there's always more sneaking about to do. Um, but do we have a plan for this thing? I feel like I think we should. I feel like shooting it down. I think you're right. Is a risky. No, 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 no. I think you're right. I think we should. You could peek and see who puts the new note. I think so. I think that I see. I also think just following the snake. I think we should should grasp the snake off in a napkin so it can't get away. And then what? follow the trigger. <laughs> but I mean, we don't have time to go and chase the snake across the street. We don't. We don't have time to go and chase the snake. Yeah, put it back there. Put it back normal. And, and they can watch from a sneaky place in the basement to see if anybody comes to do anything to the snake while they're still here. Are you afraid of him? As you two leave Harold's office, you see Marty leaning against the frame of his door, just sort of clocking the situation and the energy as you two walk out. And he says, I I don't know about Janice. She might be by later. Mm. But um, do you get all of the interviews you need for now? Uh, Yes, I think we have sufficient information and uh, well, thank you so much again for letting us come to tour your beautiful important establishment. I think we had some very important conversations that have told us a lot about this guild. I'm, uh, I'm glad that you've uh, learned a bit more about the Dunsweepers Guild and uh all of the finer people who work here. Hmm. Did you find out anything uh, particularly interesting that you might not want to tell me in my office? Yes. We cannot give any... We have not, I think, figured out the thesis statement of the article. We wish to work on the article. Meet us here. Yes. I write down the address for Trollsville Manor. Okay. What time is it? Are we going to make our meeting at noon? Yeah. Um, not like no, right oh, now. Yeah, yeah, we should try. I need to. I need to. Oh, soon. Okay, how much time is left? In all, you guys have arrived here and were let in around like seven thirty. You've probably been there for about two hours. It's like nine thirty at this point. Still, still early, like mid morning. Um, I would say, Chapa, at this point, you will have had ample opportunity to come back upstairs. The two of you, what, what are you planning on? I'd like to wrap up with us exiting. Mm-hmm. Unless there's any other people that you want to follow up with in the guild, the guild hall, wrap up with us exiting the guild hall. Yeah. Exiting, but I would like to stay nearby for the immediate time being. Yeah, I just want to get us all back in the same like yeah. space. So basically, we all have like reconnoitered outside of the guild hall, mm-hmm. having conducted your interviews. And Freya's still in the basement. Everything's yeah, she's been made for right now. Everything's back in place in the basement. Great. Right. Should yes. we? What should we do with the notes? Should we put it back? Put it back. You kept the note. 
You kept it? Did you? I'm asking. I mean, that, that's going to make a difference. I think we should put everything I think everything back is. Yeah, I think we should put everything back. My hopes are that we could leave Freya somewhere that she can eyes, and then we could all gather somewhere and you can take care of my new body. Well, that's perfect. I want yeah. everything yeah. back. Rumble will get your. Well, Freya can stay there, and then once we're all in the spot, you can go back into Freya's eyes. You in the room? Yeah. To watch to see who comes back. Stay so Freya is in the corner of the ceiling. Right. Because she can I just want to remind you that. You need to be within range for Freya to remain there. How far away is it? You should check. But yeah, you want to figure out like the alley behind the building, right? Yeah, you want to figure out who comes back into the room. So, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, even if she's just out, even if she's just near the front door, we'll know who goes in. But it'd be great if you just like know everything. Right. I'm pretty sure that the range for like if you if you and Freya uh, become separated enough, Freya just will disappear. 100 feet. So yeah, so you just need to stay within 100 feet of Freya in the cellar. So even if I'm just like close to the building, that should be fine. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So we all go back to the alley. The risk, of course, just so you're aware, is that if Freya is discovered, I'm just going to snap her out of existence. Hopefully. If someone sees her, I'm just going to pop on her. Um, I can always imagine this. Especially if she can be like on the ceiling in the corner of like a dark spot. So, perfect place for a spider to be. Yes. Do you want to share your theory that you've developed? The letters. Yeah. You're all in the same place now. You can have a brief moment to share information and talk before we wrap up tonight's session. The letter was signed-F. We have seen other letters signed in this manner. Suspected from Dob, correct? Yes. Dob gave a leader of former That's a very interesting idea, anyway. And that gives me an idea, because I know a magical spell that will force a shapeshifter to resume its original form. However, the spell is called Moonbeam, and you might remember me casting it, and it deals a lot of damage. And also, it is a child. So, if... Well, we yeah, we don't Sunny but if we suspected that Sunny is... Because of his extremely vague background and recent arrival, coinciding roughly with the time of the increased interest and roughly with Frox's appearance, more or less. I don't know exactly. Well, also, wasn't the. That's what we're saying. So, I've got a spell that can force him back to his original shape, but it involves casting a very damaging spell. On something that looks like a child. We also so, don't know it, uh, it's not that it, that it is. Right, exactly. We don't know. Because you might kill a child. Right, so. It, but here's my proposition if we're right, then we efficiently solve this problem. If we're wrong, we kill a child. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm not done. We might 
D&D group space this. I'm not done with my yet. That's a very clear good result and bad result. There's not really a lot of good and bad that could come from casting a moonbeam on a child and killing it or revealing the dog. Do we need some sort of yeah. accessory that... Yeah, so Chapa in this alley while Yuri is still watching for the snake coming back. He's going to pull out his tea leaves and brew up a little pot of tea over the course of 11 minutes and cast augury for the plan of walking back inside, pushing Sonny into a room by himself, and casting Moonbeam on him, which would either kill a child, bad result, or reveal him as a doppelganger, good result. That's how your mind conceives of it. Yeah, but that's my this, Take it from there. You're yeah. presenting this to a god. Yes. And well, as you cast this spell using the tea leaves, the result indicates to you clearly it would be a wheel and a woe. That's of course. So that means it's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, so I guess we've got we can have to think about what that means, but um, can I? No, I probably can't. Like make any checks to know about Saloon what they might think of my course. Okay. No, that's yeah. what the spell does. The spell gives you insight into so the well, The other thing I will point out is that technically that's a divination spell. Yeah. And so I don't know if. What I'll say is this. Frog. What I'll say is this. Subject chats. You're, from your point of view, this is a cut and dry case of if you cast Moonbeam on boy and it is not a boy, then the boy is evil. Right. But you have still violated the request and the precepts of the mission that was set to you, which was do not enact violence within the guild hall. That's true. Good point. And that is undeniably a well. But if the boy is indeed a boy... That's just bad. Then you've killed the boy and determined that... Oh. He wasn't the mole. He was not the mole. Yeah. So and that limits that, that cuts down your kill. options. Hmm. I have an idea. I really... That's a stretch. Which in turn is a small and slight wheel. I think this is definitely a case of Chapa interprets that as... He interpreted right. as you wanted. Right. Chapa interprets that as his, he's right, but that is definitely not unambiguously the case. What is your commanded from to change? I don't know. I could use command to make him change his original form. Goodbye, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm Bye. 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 Bye.